Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Thursday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on EM1600, KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com, 550-5500. Don't forget to check us out on the TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, as well as podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Well, up until Monday, that is. And then the only place you can get us is on your favorite podcasting platform, and only if you subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. No more freebies here beginning February 1st. I'm going to respect my, like like Bruce Willis once said, he had this great song called Respect Yourself. Yeah, I think we're going to go in that direction. And either you listen, is it live or is it uh, subscription? Yes, that's the way we're going to go. You thought it was going to go Memorex. So for those of you old fuddy-duddies who even remember what that is, the guy sitting in that nice leather chair, the Bauhaus chair with the wind just, is it live or is it Memorex? Don't forget Apple, uh, the Apple app and the Android apps, both for rockoftalk.com as well as uh, rockoftalk.tv. Got a full show lined up and ready for the big guy, Dow Muska, the Dow 3000 uh, here in the Kiva. We've got a full show, uh, including nothing but jobs, jobs, jobs. Boy, this third hour, I got to say, I got so carried away this morning prepping the third hour. I think Dowd saw it. And I know Dowd knows that I'm a numbers guy. I'm a, it, Once I get caught up on the numbers, it's all over but the crying. I literally worked on the third uh, hour stuff today, Dowd. You'll be happy mm-hmm. to, for like two and a half hours because I couldn't get away. My my The economist in me, my, my jaw was dropping. And you've got to stay tuned for uh, hour number three, Dowd. I know you're excited about some of the numbers that we're going to be exploring. And uh, for those of you who think that the grass is not greener, not only is the grass greener, but the states are redder. And the, the, the thinking is more clear at this point. We are going to be discussing some absolutely fascinating things. Uh, I'm not sure how much room we're going to have for uh, calls, but we will take your calls. Uh, we also have Murder Mike re- returning hour number two to kick off hour number two. So we're going to finally uh, get kicked off with him. We gave him a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're also going to get into that to massage the ma- massage parlor shootings and uh, some updates uh, on that. We'll also talk about Bojo, Boris Johnson, how he likes to party with the uh, the Venga boys, or I, I guess who are the boys of 10 Downing Street. And we'll also get into sportsing, including one Tom Brady and the isotopes and the beauty standards at the University of New Mexico Lobos. Dowd, I know that uh, the cheerleaders, I know you want to get into that uh, for sure. And Dowd's had a particularly active day on the boards for those people who have subscribed at www.rockoftalk.chat. You've got one particular fan who's just jumping right in, and uh, she's after you today there. Uh, D-Dowd Muska. Uh, yeah, we have sparked a, uh, a spirited uh, discussion, uh, and I encourage you folks to go to rockoftalk.chat if you want to read it yourself. But of course, uh, actually, no, I, I, I gave a little uh, a little gift this uh, once a month. I, I do not put the paywall up for one of my pieces. So uh, this will be our uh, end of January freebie. Uh, it is a discussion of uh, myths and facts about America's most popular government program, 
Social Security. And uh, ah, it it's uh, let's just say some of our oldsters need to be disabused of some of the things they've believed for a long, long time that aren't true. But more importantly, Eddie, much more importantly than that, I would like to uh, extend a special thanks today. Uh, I just found out uh, uh, from the legislature's website that three Republican state senators, Craig Brandt, Stephen Neville, and Gay Kernan, have uh, voted with Democrats to hand a fresh $166 million a year to the teacher unions in New Mexico. So good going, GOPers. One more reason why you'll never get my votes or my money. And we're going to talk about those GOPers because they can't take back the power in New Mexico. We'll tell you exactly why in our last segment of this hour. Uh, and then this whole first half of the show is all about Black Lives Matter, Black Laws, and demos uh, in general. So talk about the growing immigrant uh, population uh, as well. Uh, folks, if you want to leave me a voicemail message, I will play that on air. That's a great way to get on the uh, radio station for something that's concise, tight, and reviewed. Um, and I just want to you know put that out there for each and every person out there. Now, <clears throat> we're going to kick it off with Black Lives Matter. First off, I think we need a review. We need to get a good idea of what is Black Lives Matter. Uh, so I think it's a, a good little toolage. It's dedicated. It is an international social movement formed here in the United States, dedicated to fighting racism, anti-Black violence, especially in the form of police brutality. The name itself signals condemnation of the unjust killings of Black people by police. Black people far more likely to according to uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica, to be killed by police in the United States than white people. By the way, that piece of information, false. Just false. Just letting you know the Britannica, even they're false. And demand that society value the lives and humanity of black people as much as it values the lives of humanity and white people. Now, what BLM activists have done, they've held large, influential protests in cities across the United, the United States. Peaceful protests. Very peaceful as well as internationally, a decentralized grassroots movement, Black Lives Matter is led by activists in local chapters who organize their own campaigns or programs. It was co-founded as an online movement using the hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter on social media by three Black community organizers, Patrice Khan Coulors, uh, of course, you know the hyphen, your last name, uh, definitely a Democrat, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi. They formed BLM after George Zimmerman, a man of German and Peruvian descent, was acquitted on charges stemming from his fatal shooting of Trayvon Martin, Obama's son, if he would have had one, an unarmed black teenager in Sanford, Florida, in February 2012. Now, Zimmerman, if you recall, remained free for weeks. And then, of course, the shooting gained national attention. People were protesting. Zimmerman claimed he had acted in self-defense and all hell broke loose, and then you have the budding BLM movement turn into not just Trayvon Martin, it went to Eric Garner, it went to uh, Michael Brown, uh, moved to New York, uh, moved to St. Louis. So also these deaths, as well as the refusal of prosecutors to bring charges against officers, uh, of course, when we are talking about Brown, and we're not even getting to George Floyd yet, BLM activists protested the deaths at the hands of police while in police custody of several other black people, including Sandra Bland, Philandro Castile, Freddie Gray, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice of Ohio, Walter Scott, and Alton Sterling. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement has many goals. They seek to draw attention, surprise, surprise, uh, very peacefully, as you have uh, 
come to notice over the uh, nearly nine years of this. The many ways in which black people are treated unfairly in society and the ways in which institutions, laws, and policies help to perpetuate that unfairness. Now, finally, BLM activists have worked on voter registration and get out the vote campaigns. Yes, they have in black communities. In addition, they have celebrated black artists and writers and the support for BLM often broke along political affiliation, Democrats, and racial or ethnic lines. Notably, African-Americans and other minorities tended to show the most support White, while whites showed the least, often less than 50%, the division is more dramatic between political parties. Few Republicans express support for BLM. I don't know any that should, even though, remember, the first nine people in Congress, uh, yeah, they're black, of, of black descent or of African-American descent. Yeah, we're Republican. Uh, let's not forget uh, Abraham Lincoln as well, in contrast to the vast majority of Democrats. And Finally, uh, let's go ahead and leave it here. Uh, let's all remember how this all started during President Barack Obama's administration. The first African-American president of the United States expressed his dismay and turbocharged Black Lives Matter by saying that if I had a son, he'd look just like Trayvon Martin. Later, Obama compared Martin to his younger self and characterized racial profiling as reality that most African-Americans, including himself, have had to face. So now that we had that little primer on it. I want to talk all about race for the first 40 minutes here of this show, because we're going to be going back to Minnesota, Minneapolis. We're going to be going and talking about this more and more, especially in 2022. And there's a distinct reason why they're using race to divide this country. And let's not forget, using race to divide this country will also create communists out of people here in this country. Now, in Mississippi, Black Mississippi lawmakers walked out in protest of the critical race theory ban. Ban. And I told you of all the good things that are happening in Mississippi, we'll talk about them in the third hour as well as far as jobs. All 14 of Mississippi's black Democratic state senators refused to vote on a bill banning the teaching of critical race theory in the state's public schools. According to Barbara Blackman of Canton, Mississippi, she said the bill is not morally right said in a debate, hundreds of constituents have reached out to say they do not want CRT taught to uh, kids, claimed McClendon, who is the man who uh, introduced the bill, Senator Michael McClendon, who would not clearly describe what CRT was when asked. Now, this is written up by a liberal paper, but insisted that no child should be taught that they are superior or inferior to another. Systematic racism should not be taught to our children. Now, McClendon's absolutely right in one of this. Now, there's only two white senators who voted against the bill both were Democrat. And they asked McClendon, being smarmy, being snarky, whether he believes Mississippi should also ban things that are not being taught, such as the sun rotating around the earth. Folks, I just want you to understand that the situation and the script has completely flipped at this. The walkouts, the consolidating uh, by race, the going out and uh, trying to poke fun as if we're a bunch of conspiracy theorists or a bunch of flat earthers or Whatever you try to, like, that, in my opinion, is even more demeaning than being racist, to think that people are that stupid. We just want to say, quite simply, and as Rebecca Dow has already introduced, we don't want critical race theory implemented in our schools. It's already been implemented at Sandia National Labs. We know that. They have taken the scientists, the quote-unquote smartest amongst us, and probably the most genteel and nice, I should say, as well, Many of those very intelligent people have some of the best manners, and they don't oftentimes speak up quite the way that I would or I do. And we need to be very respectful because 
you know, they always, uh, they address things at your level. They approach things that are very intelligent. And when you stick them in a room and you tell them that where they're, they're privileged, they're white. And the only reason why they're a physicist is because they stepped over some black guy to go ahead and become a physicist. Well, you know what? It's all sorts of insulting, much like trying to describe them as flat earthers. Now, Here's some of the comments that have been coming out because we have seen Black Lives Matter push and push and push, okay? They have had their way with this country. And in my opinion, they are domestic terrorists. And many other people who are on the, uh, from the left and who have sympathized them, with them are starting to feel the same way. And it's time for us to help them continue to see the light, which is, we're not going to go ahead and have critical race theory. We're not going to teach racism. We're not going to destroy our cities like Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, New York, Chicago. We'll get to Chicago in our next segment. We're not going to do that anymore because that lawlessness has sent us, this country, the U.S., into a spiral of moral depravity where we look people for their color of their skin, not the content of their character. Quite the opposite as Republican and preacher, the very Reverend Martin Luther King, who we just celebrated his birthday. Now, after making political hay by attacking the New York Police Department and pushing it to fund, by, by the way, New York has a black mayor and he is going to be cracking down on crime, maybe not quite the way that we want him to, Remember, Black Lives Matter does not want to get along with the mayor of New York. We addressed that a few weeks ago. They said they're going to call him out. They don't like the way that he is trying to cater to both sides. He's representing an entire city, folks. Here's public advocate Jumane Williams on the city's rising crime rates and praising cops in the wake of Friday night's tragic police shooting last week. By just saying we're hiring additional police officers, I think is sending the wrong message. That's what advocate Jamani Williams said last year, June 30th, 2020, last Friday night. And I quote, these men answered a plea for help, both risked and one lost their life, all while trying to protect another New Yorker's safety as countless officers across our city do each day. Wow. That's a nice 180. Okay. Appreciating our thin blue line, appreciating the boys in blue. And if it took a black mayor for to, to go ahead and, and turn Jamane Williams around, public advocate, then, then so be it. How about State Attorney General Letitia James? The Trump's number one enemy, April 16th of last year. She stated, we need to talk about the history of policing, which is embedded in racism, going back to the slave trade, the slave code, black code, etc." After the police shooting last Friday night, she says, all of New York State is in mourning tonight. We pray for the safety of our police and our communities. Wow. The Black Lives Matter dialogue being ripped from them by the very people who were advocating on their behalf. Why don't we go to Comptroller Brad Lander, June 9th, 2020. It is time to defund the police and reimagine our public safety infrastructure, he states. Friday night, he states, 22-year-old NYPD officer has died and another is fighting for his life praying for his recovery. Our hearts are with their loved ones and colleagues. Council member Shahana Hanif, Democrat out of Brooklyn. January 21st, 2020 states, more police won't keep us safe. Saturday morning, she tweets out, heartbroken by last night's shooting in Harlem and the violent start to the year. 
Assembly member Robert Carroll, June 8th, 2020, states, our streets have been over-policed and black and brown Americans over-criminalized. Saturday morning, what's he saying? Rest in peace, Officer Jason Rivera. Your service will not be forgotten. As New Yorkers, we need to come together as one. January 2nd, 2022, Council Member Christian Richardson, Democrat out of Manhattan. NYPD is still the biggest gang in New York City. Friday night after the shooting, I'm saddened. A loss of one is a loss to the whole. It creates ripples and ripples of pain. I stand with the females of the fallen. And finally, Councilmember Lincoln Ressler, Democrat of Brooklyn, states, last June 30th, 2020, to pay for a new police class in this budget is a slap in the face of the movement, Black Lives Matter, demanding transformation. Friday night, he says, tonight we mourn the loss of a hero officer, a son, a husband, and a friend. Folks, these elected activists, if they can turn on a dime on Black Lives Matter, then maybe Black Lives Matter needs to rethink what it's doing going forward in terms of its domestic terrorism tactics, bridging up with Antifa and turning cities into burning hellholes, crime-ridden and destitute with lawlessness at the forefront. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Dowd, uh, your reaction? Well, you know, I, I think uh, just... I'm glad you gave everyone a history lesson on on BLM and reminded us that you know this was back in Obama's. This it got the ball rolling, but they really needed St. George of Fentanyl to kind of kick in the afterburners. They needed that video uh, of that incident. We're, we'll be debating that for the rest of our lives. What exactly happened there? But I think when you're when we're talking about Black Lives Matter and their peaceful protests. This report that came out from major cities in our country, the major the chiefs of police of, of major cities in our country, report came out about the peaceful protests in the summer, spring, summer of 2020. It got no coverage, and I'll, I'll commend the Federalist uh, Conservative website for reporting on it. These were the police chiefs from some of the biggest you know communities in our country. They reported more than 2,000 law enforcement officers were injured during the St. George of Fentanyl riots that spring and that summer and we cannot forget the murder of a retired uh police captain david dorn he was protecting a family's uh a, a friend's uh shop from rioters the attacks uh, in sharp contrast to what happened on january 6th 2000 police officers injured uh in many cities in this report that got no coverage by the mainstream media city hall as well as other iconic public buildings and federal courthouses were targets of arson. Several agencies also had police precincts set on fire and hundreds of police cars significantly damaged during the St. George of Fentanyl riots. I wonder where U.S. Representative Liz Cheney is on all that violence and all that harm that was done in our country uh, while she's looking into the, the, the mostly nothing burger of January 6th. Uh, Black Lives Matter, we can never condemn their sicko Marxist uh, ideology enough, Eddie, and I think we can never stop reminding people of what truly happened uh, midway through 2020, uh, the insanity of those so-called peaceful protests. It is shameful that not enough Americans know what really happened during those months. You know, I didn't get one text. This might be the first time this has ever happened. I didn't get one single text the entire opening down. And let me tell you, I think the problem is with you Republicans and you conservatives who don't want to talk about race. You think by running because you're white that you don't have to talk about this thing when you were the ones who were villainized each and every time. I'm standing up here defending not just you, but this country against the treasonous villains 
the anti-Americans that are Black Lives Matter, ladies and gentlemen. I think you need to step to the plate. And part of the problem, why they become so potent, so strong, is because oftentimes you feel like you don't have to stand up against them because of their color, because they're black. And you think that somehow that gives them some sort of moral high ground. I'm absolutely sick, sick of watching every single commercial for every sporting event. And a black person is in every single commercial. If you're not taking notice of that, and if you can't say that out loud, then you yourself are a racist because you are enabling and you're letting yourself get bullied. You know that they are overrepresentative media. Where's us Hispanics? Where are we at? You see us protesting in the street saying, hey, how come we're not in Hollywood? We'll talk about that during this video. How come we're not on this? How come we're not in that? When's the last time we had an Hispanic? Isn't it time for a Hispanic to go ahead and be in the Supreme Court? Oh, you have Sotomayor. I am literally sick of race and I'm sick of it being pounded down my throat. Black Lives Matter marched up and down the streets central with Tim Keller while he's sitting there smooching their asses the entire time while they're literally insulting the city of Albuquerque. The real racists are them, not us. We moved way too far in this country. And if they wanted to go ahead and manufacture so they create cultural Marxism, you're helping them achieve it every time that you don't stand up and stand out against that. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. John Lennon wrote, recorded, and mixed his new single, Instant Karma, all in one day on this day back in 1970. It ranks as one of the fastest released songs in pop music history, recorded at London's Abbey Road Studios, legendary, and arriving in stores only 10 days later. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Back in three, right here in the Kiva. Karma's gonna get you Gonna knock you right on the head You better get yourself together Pretty soon you're gonna be dead What in the way are you thinking of? Laughing in the face of love What on earth you trying to do? It's up to you Some karma's gonna get you Gonna look you right in the face Better get yourself together, darling Join the human race How in the world are you gonna see Laughing at fools like me Who on earth do you think you are? A superstar Need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York 
in Dallas, right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Stevie Wonder, really, uh, color is blind. Uh, His second number one, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, little Stevie Wonder is what they used to call him. It was actually uh, my mom's first concert. Uh, He played over at the, uh, they used to have the one that had the cement on the top in the the middle of town. I forget the name of that, uh, uh, the great concert venue, many places. I saw Golden Gloves there once and probably something else when I was a kid. But uh, uh, that was uh, the main place where they played. Number one on this day. Uh, talking book album became his second number one single in the U.S. Superstition, the lead single from that. Ten years after his first number one hit, then Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck created the original drum beat while in the studio with Stevie Wonder. You know, you know Jeff Beck. You know his son uh, Beck has that song "Loser." I'm a loser, baby. Okay, so we got some uh, text uh, uh, coming in. Let me just uh, repeat. And just it, since I goaded you guys. Let's see. White cats matter. That's funny. See, you guys are so uncomfortable talking about color. This is your time to start talking about color. They've been doing it. Part of the problem is, is you don't want to talk about it. So as they introduced, I said, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. As they're saying, it has to be a black woman that is going to get nominated for Supreme Court. You're like, well, I'm not going to say anything. 
you know, they're right. You know, Gladys, Gladys, they're right. I think it is time for a black woman on the Supreme Court. Does that at all feel in any way insulting to you? I mean, if there's a Hispanic man or an Asian American woman or like, why is this so weirdly specific? And why are you like, okay, not saying a single word? Are you okay being culturally bullied? Every commercial, everything that's, oh, that's cool. You don't want to be a square. Oh, that, I mean, seriously, it's, it's gotten way too much. Listen to these guys. Civic Center. Thank you. That, that was it. Uh, oh, you guys just jump right in. I saw the Rolling Stones. I think it was 74. Little Stevie Wonder was the guest artist. Nobody knew what he was going to perform. A wow. uh, high number of interracial gay couples as well on the TV. I didn't know that. There you go. Hi, Eddie and Dowd. Have you noticed about two-thirds of the USA is made up of black people? <laughs> Oh, it's I, not. Well, you I remember Eddie two weeks ago. Look at these guys stepping up. Finally, here we are. I, I watched the Tom Brady football game, not this yeah. past one, but the one before. Remember when I came on the air the next day and said I hadn't I hadn't touched my remote control in over a year? I didn't know all of America was black in the, in that last the year, but I guess country. not. No, everyone's black. Uh, everyone's in black. fact, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about jobs during our our third hour because we're going to talk. Uh, during that time, did I, did I, I think I included that for, for Friday, just how incredibly ridiculous Hollywood is and people are just leaving in droves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a place for white people. You, you yep. can't even say it. And there's a great article about that. Civic Auditorium, Eddie. Thank you. Uh, only persons extra qualified, period. Uh, as far as the Democrats you just called out, could it be that they only make those remarks about the fallen officers just so they could keep the seat considering elections coming up? Well, there's a lot of them and I'd have to go through all of them. I've been called a white and a person of color. Who cares already? We are much, much more than that. Okay, so I'm going to talk talk to you about right now how you have allowed yourselves to be bullied and what's happening. This is what happens when you have this cultural Marxism take place. I haven't heard back from Murder Mike, so we may not have him. So I'm happy to continue on my stuff uh, all day long. Uh, no, no problem. Okay, so shoplifting is soaring, folks. Okay. Oh, why you got to do this, Eddie? Why you got to go down this road, Eddie? Why you got to start talking about shoplifting and black people? We're not talking about that. We're just telling you, like, this is something that you need to pay attention to, okay? Shoplifting is not going away. And one of the things that's happening with the very woke politics that's happening with district attorneys throughout the country is there's non-prosecutorial stuff. Uh, you have all sorts of shifting in the laws, okay? Because we got to go easy on people. People didn't grow up with the same opportunities. And we have to have smaller penalties right now. Okay, uh, <clears throat> retail crime has been rising through the U.S. for the past five years. This is out of New York. Organized criminal rings targeting stores everywhere from Woonsocket, Rhode Island, Greensboro, North Carolina, to Grafton, Wisconsin. The National Retail Federation reported that store losses mounted from 450000 per billion in sales in 2015 to 720000 per billion in 2020. COVID-19, well, it kept people out of the stores. So there wasn't as much uh, robbing, looting, whatever, shooting led by organized gangs that resell goods that they sell, well, what's happened? We've gotten easier, more lenient. In fact, only 12 states consider shoplifting a felony. 12 states, folks, consider shoplifting a felony if $1,000 or less in merchandise gets stolen. The 2020 National Retail Federation report of organized retail crime found that two-thirds of retailers in states that had raised their felony shoplifting minimums reported growing retail theft. Hey, it's okay, right? So now we've, we've, we've culturally made it okay, right? You got all these people walking around with masks outside. Mask mandates allow criminals to cover up their faces in stores. 
ban on the single-use plastic bags, as as you do here in the Albuquerque City Council, have made it acceptable for consumers to walk around their own non-transparent, reusable bags, boxes even. I literally see people walk into grocery stores with boxes. Businesses and security experts want tougher bail for repeat offenders, even though the offenses in question are only misdemeanors, but they're not getting them. They want a federal law targeting interstate shoplifting gangs, but they're not going to get them. Why? Well, Biden's in power and Black Lives Matter. Let's go back, shall we? Shall we go back and uh, revisit uh, revisit this? I think it's a, a great opportunity for us to really kind of dig into a little bit of history and bring up old uh, old time Chicago back in the day. This from GMA of all places. Now to some breaking news this morning out of Chicago. Hundreds of people looting stores, smashing windows, and clashing with police down Michigan Avenue. Alex Perez is there with all the latest. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, Amy. It's been a long night of clashes between looters and police officers on one of Chicago's most famous shopping districts. Authorities here calling it simply unacceptable. Now, this all began at about midnight. Authorities say large groups of looters targeted high-end stores and businesses on on Michigan Avenue, also known as the Magnificent Mile, as well as other areas nearby, shattering windows, stealing merchandise, even filling cars with stolen goods. Even Tesla! They're even looting Tesla. Wow. They're crashing Audis into the sides of stores. I didn't see one white person. I didn't see one Hispanic person in any of the footage. Every single person in that footage was black. Everyone. Oh, and they're claiming responsibility, much like the jihadists claim responsibility for when they kill an Israeli, right? Chicago is an interesting way of dealing with looters. Don't punish them, right? Brand new, very woke lesbian, black mayor of Chicago, right? These people have felt emboldened. BLM Chicago organizers, Ariel Atkins saying, looting is reparations. Let me repeat that. Looting is reparations. Justice stated anything they wanted to take, they can take it because the businesses have insurance, dog. Atkins graduated from the Ocasio-Cortez School of Economics. Talk about Queens in a moment, exactly where that shooting happened. Here's what you need to know. Back in Chicago, they had a protest. They defended looting as a form of reparations. They had drawbridges were raised into Chicago so they could trap everybody in there. They closed down the entire entry points in so no people could get in to pull the looters away. Precautions were taken to avoid second night of chaos They're allowing riders and looters to go well into the early hours the very next day. SWAT teams were patrolling the streets in the Illinois city on Monday afternoon. Protests and lootings uh, continued to erupt. And Chicago's magnificent mile was never the same. After hundreds of demonstrators clashed with police, Chicago Mayor Mallory Lightfoot said the looting had nothing to do with peaceful protest over police brutality. There you go. The violence also commenced on the sixth anniversary of one of the original Black Lives Matter memorials, which is Michael Brown and his death in Ferguson, Missouri. <sighs> Lori Lightfoot said, or Atkins said, excuse me, after looting his reparations, I don't care if someone decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike store because that makes sure the person eats. That makes sure the person has clothes. Oh. You see, they don't care, folks. If you are a Black Lives Matter sympathizer or Black Lives Matter member, you don't care. Mayor Lightfoot, something that even her constituents may turn against BLM and its enablers, 
turned a new page and said that the looting had nothing to do with legitimate protected First Amendment expression. <laughs> you think? Thanks for agreeing with us. Well, here's what's going on right now. Let's fast forward a year. Stores are closing down in New York City. Where are they closing down? In Ocasio or Cortez's place, Hell's Kitchen. You walk through the streets of New York, you see Rite Aids, CVSs everywhere. Shoplifters are so unconcerned. It's like a way of life for them now, right? They've ransacked Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn drugstores. 8th Avenue and 50th in Hell's Kitchen, closing February 8th because of the rampant pilfering, said store sources who claim thieves have ripped off more than $200,000 worth of merchandise in the past two months alone. A guard with the word security emblazoned on the back of his shirt watched the thief as he walked out. <laughs> Did nothing absolutely to stop him. <laughs> wow. You're not good at your job, are you? <laughs> the New York Post itself witnessed a man grab a bottle drink in the store, tell cashiers he was taking and walk out without paying. They almost never tell him to put anything back or stop him in any way, according to the security guard. who's a native of Senegal who lives in the Bronx where he is a union painter. They take what they want. Anytime. Another New York Post reporter saw other men shoplifting from the 24-hour location with ease at all hours of the days and night. They come in every day, sometimes twice a day, with laundry bags and just load up on stuff. They take whatever they want. We can't do anything about it. It's why the store is closing. They can't afford to keep it open. Did you know the very same thing is happening here at local department stores? Dillard's has it all the time. Because theft of anything under $1,000 is considered a misdemeanor, folks. And it will not result in much more than a slap on the wrist. The crooks understand this. No one bothers to call 911. No, no one bothers to fill out police reports. The in-house security guards don't stop them. And these guys walk in and walk out. And now the businesses are simply just shutting down. And you know what the stores themselves are saying? Don't get hurt. Don't try to stop them. Just let them take whatever they want. They're not even insured for this. You want to know the two items that are the most stolen? It's got to be something they really need. See, somebody can can get the clothes on their back, some food in their shelf. You know, beer and makeup, beer and makeup, beer and makeup. Not only that, they're also uh, they're also becoming quite the connoisseurs of uh, uh, nice cosmetics, including bentonite clay. Ooh. One such man said, "Hey, it's really good. You should try it." Or pop in the jar into the bag he was carrying with other apparently stolen merchandise. Went into a big jar of the expensive organic clay cleanser, which runs about $45, and walks out. Ocasio-Cortez, where the store is closing, right? Part of the Bronx and Queens. She downplays all the smash and grab stuff. She says, maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and they're scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child so they don't have money. Beer and makeup, folks. Beer and makeup. Tesla stores, Nikes, big screen TVs, no prosecution. Black Lives Matter. You've institutionalized it now, folks. There it is. Not much more to say on this other than that. When you don't speak up and speak out against it, they're going to take whatever they want. Yeah, I did use the word there. The people who are the... And it, maybe it's people within the community who need to go ahead and stop it. But this is now part of our perception of who they are. Hard to disagree with that. Hard to disagree with that. If you are for Black Lives Matter, if you're a registered Democrat and you support Black Lives Matter, you support this lawlessness and you support this level of racism and you are a destroyer of business. 
whether that be small mom and pop stores or a Rite Aid, which can afford to go ahead and shut down businesses anywhere that it wants. These are leases that are going under. This will be blighted streets, blighted neighborhoods, all because you wanted to go ahead and talk about reparations. 550, 5,500, your reaction down. Well, I think this quote, Eddie, from the piece in the, in the New York Post is it could really haunt the left in the years to come because uh, this quote is from a long, what's, they, they refer to this gentleman as a longtime Hell's Kitchen resident. He's 70 years old. He's an actor. Uh, do you think that you think that guy's a big right right winger? Pro- probably not. And this is his quote: "Tolerating this is going to create anarchy. It's just so wrong. There used to be right and wrong in this country. We're dealing with people who don't understand that crime pays. We're in trouble." Yep. Uh, that's not some uh, right winger from Utah or South Carolina, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Hell's Kitchen resident. A resident. Uh, boy, we're going to have an interesting election in November. Yep, we certainly are. And this is the way they want to go ahead and divide it. 550, 5,500. That's 550, 5,500. We return. We're going to wrap the hour with immigration. Back on this day in 77, it was the clash signing to CBS Records for a little bit more than uh, 100,000 pounds. And here is that great music, a punk rock band, uh, a little bit better than the Sex Pistols and a little bit worse than YouTube, uh, but nonetheless, one of the all-time greats, the clash. Back in three. The shanky told his Cadillac He ran a cruising down the bill The prison was a standing On the radiator grill Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883 883- The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel, all at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. 
It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years. Right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com, a tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Well, back on this day in 84, it was Madonna uh, made her first appearance in the UK when she appeared on the C4 TV music program, The Two, performing that very song. The show is broadcast live from the Hacienda Club in Manchester. And uh, there she is, ladies and gentlemen, Madonna. Where, how old is Madonna now? She says she's, she doesn't, she, I bet she doesn't age. She, she has not aged very well, Dowd. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. No, no. Remember those new wave those new wave era, the new wave era of Madonna. She was this new thing in the eighties. And then she became a screaming jackass. Uh, She will be turning 64 in August. Mm, Will you still need me? No. Will you still feed me? Nope. All right. Lots of text. Do you still want to blow up the white house when you're 64? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she probably does now. That's uh, very, how's she not? Uh, Eddie, I don't see how being a black woman along. I identify as a black woman. Maybe I'll be considered for the Supreme court. There we go. I don't see how being a black woman alone qualifies anybody dominated for the Supreme Court. I thought we did that sort of thing based on merit and content of character rather than the skin color. Wait, I forgot. These are Democrats have gone woke and make clown world decisions that aren't based on reality at all. Maybe whoever China Joe nominates, you should subject them to harsh character assassination. Get someone to accuse them of assault from 30 years ago and draw out the nomination like what was done with Brett Kavanaugh. I think fair, so. Fair is fair. I think that is fair great. Is fair. We don't do that because we actually have integrity. On another note, I find it hilarious that Neil Young's music got pulled from spotify he's going xm you know i love i love the fact that joe rogan is just making all these people totally crazy i've been hilarious that neil young's music got pulled from spotify after objecting to joe rogan's podcast i'll take the small victories where we can god bless you all the kiva god bless you in the usa kevin black lives matter except those in chicago philly baltimore atlanta memphis lexington where thousands of black lives don't matter because it doesn't fit a democrat or obama's black liberation theology agenda no tears, no protests, no statues from those black lives. Democrats' sudden support for police is a con when they still support BLM's ambushing and killing pigs in a blanket. Prime like bacon. Remember that? Yeah. Right, yep, that includes yep. MLGs and Keller's sudden support to fund the police. The National Democrat conspiracy and their cult will believe them. 
female co-host of a talk show was fired when she wrote against BLM. Then she apologized. This incident then made others think twice about openly speaking about thus Democrat-led domestic terrorist organization. Well, I'll speak out against them all day long. Madonna is my age. Same birth month, too. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Hell, that's awesome. Uh, the choice is simple. Meritocracy or mediocrity. Time for everyone to pick a side and own it. I love that. Good one. Mm -hmm. Another another great text there in the Kiva. I don't take side. Notice how I goaded everybody into texting so that they could speak up. Yeah, that's me inspiring you. I, I got someone else who texted me. was like, are, are you worried about uh, saying the things that you're saying today? Are you running? No, I'm not running for political office. I don't care. Remember, I'm the one that came out as 4.6% black. I'll show you. I'm also, you know, part Asian. I've got it all in me. There it is. Look at my bloodlines. There you go. I don't have to take stock in a single tweet those leaves in the wind utter. By next week, after seeing a better monetary avenue of some sort, they will tweet another pile of paid for BS. And to be nominated based on your colorful is pitiful. Yes, it is. It I'm going to laugh at you, right? I'm going I'm to laugh at you. Huh? I'm going <laughs> to laugh at you, right? Uh, speaks to a lack of accomplishment, undeserving of any respect. And that's the thing. Yes. If, uh, you have a black woman get nominated. Everyone is say, we're going to call her token. Yep. Is that not correct? That's exactly yep. what will come out. Uh, I see here at Kohl's all the time. Now, apparently, just people are just robbing Kohl's uh, in and out uh, all the time. Yeah, you've mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here is the difference between Biden and Trump administration, American Rescue Act, and Make America Great Again. Uh, that was like three quarters of a sentence. Uh, Eddie, another inflationary pressure is shoplifting. The stores have to make up for all the stolen stuff, and the honest people have to suffer. Desperate people do not steal. Thieves steal. At Walmart, they're now locking up the socks and underwear because the panhandlers steal them all because they don't wash their clothes and it's easier just to get new ones. Wow, that's totally believable. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Not prosecuting criminals is reparations. There you go. Boom. Raul Torres uh, certainly likes that. Boy, the media is still running cover for him. Even today, uh, uh, look uh -huh. at the articles. The media is running cover for Raul Torres and his woke ideology. Just tune in right before the break and I'm so sick of all this race baiting. BS, not only is it dividing us and tearing us apart, it's also a distraction from all the other many ways the authoritarians are attempting to destroy this country. Dwight, the average white guy. Oh, that's funny, Dwight. Dwight. <laughs> Nothing average about you, Dwight. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep reading your text because they're so good today. CRT is being taught throughout the city. Most of the Christian schools are not. But Holy Ghost Catholic School, for instance, is teaching it. How do I know wow. about Holy Ghost? Well, last year I was privileged enough to have to sit at a table and watch what my son was learning at the school. Lots of videos provided online and get the idea of what they think is important and what is not. We had to listen to my son was to learn about the first woman black astronaut over and over and over again. That's okay, except the length of time was over the top. Then they were done teaching about how terrible Christopher Columbus was in an online video. And they went on to teach how terrible the French were. And after that, how terrible the English were. And I don't believe that's just Holy Ghost. I'm going to check this out. My son just started a new school, a charter school this week. Day three, he got in my car and began asking me why the United States persecutes all these different people of race. And then he started what the U.S. did to the Japanese. He asked me if it was true, and we put them in camps during World War II. I told him, yes, that was true, but why did we do it? That's the teaching moment. They should be teaching that human beings are really terrible to each other and have been throughout history. And really, yes. the only thing that has saved humanity has been Christianity. But, of course, you never talk about Christianity in public schools, even at a Catholic school, not in this day and age. So the kids just learn how to hate. In my quest to find a halfway decent school in Albuquerque, I've interviewed over 50 schools in Albuquerque. I've asked the question about CRT repeatedly. One prestigious private school in town was not teaching, but planned to get trained in it so they can teach it next year. It's all over town, and people feel that it is morally righteous to teach. Ooh, we're going to identify those and, and, and exploit it and just hammer them. Well, you can guarantee there'll be a rock of talk dot chat write-up coming on whether or not what school teaches 
Twitch CRT in the your near future. That's why you want to subscribe. Why is it okay to call a white man cracker, but not okay to call a black man the N-word? Wow. Um, <clears throat> how about neither? I just, how about no name calling? I just, I'm okay with that. I was driving some friends and I actually called into you, Eddie, during the BLM riots in downtown Albuquerque last summer. My small group just talked and educated on how they are following a hate group. That's right. BLM is a hate group. They're a domestic yep. terrorist organization. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no fun bullies. This white man. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, we're going to do the Espanola blotter tomorrow. Uh, so uh, you, you are rocking it today, Eddie. That's uh, very nice. We need to change the voting mechanism. These Democrats are all incarcerated. Where do we start? Who counts the votes uh, for New Mexico? Um, there you go. So lots and lots and lots of good text. So I'm going to save the uh, uh, these two pieces, immigrant population, and uh, we're going to kick off since on uh, in in honor of Mr. Brandt and who else voted uh, Dowd to uh, go ahead for the 160 million dollars? Uh, oh, vote? that was uh, uh, Stephen Neville, uh, Gay Kernan, and Craig Brandt. They voted it out of committee, Eddie, and that would be a, a 166 million dollar giveaway to our already far, far overcompensated unionized government teachers. There you go. Who want to teach CRT, who are politically correct, don't want to work. Oh, uh, by the way, do you see the publicity stunt paid off in spades? I told you, Michelle Lujan Grisham is the smartest politician in the entire state, folks. She's playing, she's playing them like a fiddle. She was on the front page. She grabbed all the headlines on 4, 7, 13. It doesn't matter what she passed. Social security uh, thing might not pass, by the way. That that might get, uh, you know, much to my chagrin. And But that is something at least she put out there and she can say that she tried to run on that. That is her bill. So if they, uh, you know, slap it down because they want to keep an, extra, an additional $150 million in, in, in revenue, then I, I guess that that's uh, their prerogative. Also, she came out hard against crime by going against Raul Torres uh, on this and making sure that uh, we would start, you know, it, 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 she delineates, right? She delineates. She realizes it's an election year and all this. But the woman is playing the media like a fiddle, and all of that is earned media. Her appearance as a teacher, I mean, she must be laughing. <laughs> I think she's just pointing at the Republicans, and she's, like, laughing at them. She's like, oh, my God, I'm on the front page with children. That's that's like five points at least. I wrecked our whole economy in this state, and I'm cruising to re-election. Literally <laughs> gliding. I've got so much money. I'm just going to hand it over to everybody in the state so that we can go ahead and keep the House and the Senate, and I'll do whatever the heck I want for them my final three years during my lame duck uh, governorship. Yeah. There you go. She's uh, she's all sorts of smarty, uh, unfortunately, for many of us conservatives here. Hey, you guys don't want a hard talker like me, a hard thinker. You don't want someone who raises the issues. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour two up next. We're going to talk about uh, why it's slipping away, and we'll do that right after the top of the hour news. Thanks for listening. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott says President Biden does not care about drugs and human trafficking. If he cared, he would step up and do something about it. But he does not care about the carnage 
that he's causing to lives and communities across the entire country. Abbott telling reporters the White House is letting fentanyl and illegal immigrants come into the United States through Mexico. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring from the nation's highest court. While discussing his pending retirement, he spoke about the current state of America and address the next generation. There are more than 330 million people. My mother used to say it's every race, it's every religion, and she would emphasize this, and it's every point of view possible. Prior retiring at the end of the court session in June. USA Radio News. There are many things to think about if you are buying a home or refinancing your present one. Like what's better, a direct lender or a mortgage broker? We like to think that a direct lender like Fellowship Home Loans is best. As a direct lender, there is no middleman and endless requests for more documents. This could save you time and impact your terms and rates. As a direct lender, Fellowship Home Loans can often close your loan in less than three weeks. Let's talk about it at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Regardless of your needs, Fellowship Home Loans wants to be your go-to source for home loans. Talk to a person, not a machine, at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Home is actually our middle name, Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome home. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, MLS number 60134. Some U.S. forces are on heightened alert and may deploy to areas close to Ukraine, but have not yet been activated. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby saying he will not go into specifics, but noted they're in constant communication with Ukraine on what needs to be addressed. There's no change in gas prices Thursday. According to the AAA station survey, the national average for the price of regular is at $3.34 a gallon. The average price up six cents over the past month, which is driven by the price of rising crude oil. The price of gas is still up around a dollar more than it was a year ago. And Tiffany Wright is with AAA of North Carolina. She tells CNN gas is fluctuating in her state. Gas prices really have been a roller coaster ride. These are places where gas prices don't tend to drop as they do in other places around the country because they are year-round destinations. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. A nor'easter may slam the east coast of the United States this weekend. The National Weather Service saying heavy snow, gusty winds, and coastal hazards are possible from North Carolina to New England to north of Boston. In Clemsford, Massachusetts, Bancork at Ace Hardware runs down the list of what you may need ahead of the storm. Batteries, flashlights, um, gas cans go early, and then uh, shear pins for snowblowers are big. They break mid-storm, you get stuck in your driveway. If the wind hits, chainsaws are certainly important. Oklahoma has executed an admitted double murderer, putting the spotlight on capital punishment. Donald Grant was diagnosed multiple times as a schizophrenic. This is the state's third execution since the death chamber came back after a five-year hiatus. 
Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is calling it a career in the NFL. He posted a video on social media making the announcement. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. The Steelers took Roethlisberger with the 11th overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. He won two Super Bowls with them in 2006 and 2009. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 rockoftalk.com. Hour two, coming straight at you from the ABQ, as always. Very cool to hang out here with my good friend D. Dowd Musk on the Dow 3000. You can watch us live on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting for the week. Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Happy to be only providing that to subscribers going forward. And, hey, we got to respect ourselves and uh, getting our apps directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. If everybody else can make a buck, so can we. We'll do that and we'll bring you all the good news, all the news that is fit to print and to hear, rockoftalk.chat. Uh, as well, uh, Dowd Muska, how are you here an hour two? Uh, well, speaking Eddie of the uh, of uh, Rock of Talk chat, I was looking at. I'm not a coffee drinker. Uh, I'm one of the maybe 1.1 1.1% of the population of America not interested in coffee. I as was I looking at what coffee. a <laughs> at a uh, what the uh, a Rock of Talk chat subscription relative to your daily Starbucks. And there are so many different options at Starbucks. I didn't really know which one to pick. So I, I picked some kind of mocha latte something. Uh, if you subscribe to us, ladies and gentlemen, it's less than 5% the cost of one of those super deluxe. Or this was kind of middle of the pack, frankly, uh, 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 caffeinated beverages at the hipster Starbucks. So less than 5%, less than 5%. There it is. It's, uh, you know what I think of uh, when I think of Starbucks? I always think of uh, the Moulin Rouge. You know, when they, they start singing, uh, you know, the whole, uh, hey, sister, go, sister, so, sorry, I'm just like, I always remember that. He was like, yes. yeah, I want a mocha choca latte. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want something as fancy as these chicks. Yeah, right. I want it to look like, I want it in that lingerie, you know, that who those hoop earrings, those dance, like, it should walk out like that, right? Don't you think it's it, it? I want them to literally just walk up and just just listen to that. It just. Do hmm? you put the marmalade in the mocha choca laka? <laughs> mocha choca. Yeah, there there, listen, don't discriminate against us. Amer- we those of us in the anti-coffee world. Uh, my mother many years ago described it as hot, wet dirt, and I agree with her all the way. Uh, I go for my caffeinated uh, colas, not coffee. Well, you might remember this uh, as well. I'm totally going off on tangent, but uh, I, 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 you know, since it's on the mind of everybody else that's out Can there. I help you sort through these important issues. What? Orange mocha frappuccino. The male models, uh, balls models uh, from Derek Zoolander. Uh, the, the first show that I saw, I saw two things immediately after 9-11, Dowd. Uh, one was uh, all sorts of uh, cultural resonance with uh, 
Luciano Pavarotti performing at the pit. Um, you know, right, I remember you telling that story. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the first uh, show movie that I saw, I saw it in Newport Beach. Uh, I remember that that weekend for uh, 9-11. I'm not even kidding. was Derek Zoolander. Yep. Yeah, I was like, what am I even watching? But uh, I had to watch it a second time to actually like it. Uh, 550, 500, lots of text, lots of interaction here uh, this afternoon, uh, right here in the Kiva. We appreciate uh, each and every one of you. Eddie, in the Wild West, law enforcement was lacking, but thieves knew that the guy behind the counter would be justified as use of deadly force to defend his property. We used to think that we don't, and there's a reason why you don't want to defend yourself, because it's going to cost you all sorts of money and your freedom. This is far worse than the Wild West. The courts have determined that the property in your life is not yours to protect. Precisely. Good job, Melvin. Uh, well, I Eddie, let me let, let me just sure. interrupt you very quickly. I've been researching the shoplifting laws because of that article you cited. Yeah. Uh, I saw it. I saw it on, on our to do list this morning. Uh, very, and I will link to this in the show notes tonight. Very interesting piece from attorney uh, Joel Jacobson, who writes, a, or I don't know if he writes anymore, but he used to write a legal column for uh, the Albuquerque Journal in a piece from 2015. G- get this: back in the 1990s. An $11 million verdict verdict against Circle K established an important principle about shoplifting in New Mexico. If store policy encourages clerks to confront shoplifters, the store is responsible if the clerk gets hurt. For a small business owner, that's like betting the company on the outcome of a cage fight. So I think that helps explain, at least for some of our retail outlets, why they just sort of, you know, don't engage, don't, don't escalate. And allow this kind of stuff to, to proliferate. Uh, also, we we are not a thousand dollar misdemeanor threshold state. We are a five hundred dollar misdemeanor threshold hey, state. Mean, mean so go. so. But you know, you can still you can still probably buy a lot of drugs by shoplifting up to four hundred ninety nine dollars. Uh, that means that uh, I'm looking at the statutes right now for two hundred and fifty dollars or less. That's a petty misdemeanor. If you are between two fifty and five hundred, that is a misdemeanor which has all sorts of legal implications you're not really going to get a pretty rough penalty if you are an unlikely chance that you're actually convicted of a petty or regular misdemeanor uh this is an area eddie where in light of what's going on in this country we might need to really seriously tighten up the law yeah absolutely i think uh a restaurant should take uh down payments or reservations so there's not dine and dash uh i think uh on on another front every person who's a shopkeeper could put $500 on every single item in the store and then uh, have something that scans behind it. That's completely different. And <laughs> then right. you can say that's worth $500. It was prices marked. Uh, yep, there yep. it is. That's a, a great way out of it. But uh, Hey, that's just, that's just more intelligent, clever thinking uh, right there. Uh, a couple more texts and then we'll get to a very Eddie, you were looking great Duke. Oh, I'm not sure if he's a, uh, the Duke. Oh, he's not, he is this guy, Eddie, Nick here. You should check out the target at Eubank and Lomas. Place is almost empty in 15 minutes. Saw four thieves walk out with carts full. Employees can only watch. Happening everywhere, folks. There it is. You guys laid the groundwork for this. You absolutely laid the groundwork. Didn't hear from Murder Mike, so uh, no Murder Mike uh, coming in. Very quickly, call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, it's Chris. Um, I had a guy come into the store, and um, he brought us out of four grand worth of stuff. And I teed him up with the cops, you know, had pictures of him, pictures of the merchandise he took, his truck. And they tracked him down and have everything they need to prosecute him. And it laid this case on the DA's desk. And it's and he said, the detective who did it said, you know, most likely, since it's nonviolent, we'll do nothing. They'll, this won't, there's nothing going to happen with it. So even if you catch these people, 500, they're going to do nothing about it. They're going to allow this stuff to happen. That's exactly why it continues, because 
we, we're doing nothing to punish these idiots for walking in and stealing stuff right under people's noses. And I can't say shoot them because someone will sue me uh, because uh, a local radio talk show host said to shoot someone if they tried to steal from you. Uh, and you don't want to yep. shoot anybody if they do try to steal from you because you're going to be the one that's going to go to jail for that. So, yeah. you know, that's just sort of the, the way it is. I mean, we just kind of go back to just what happened, you know, the other night. And uh, the one, there's no even there's no product. These guys are no. such incredible thugs at this point. Black Lives yep. Matter sympathizers, leftists, uh, uh, orale barrio bros uh, that are out there. Uh, and over at Wonderful Massage, you saw what happened uh, with uh, a woman who lost her life. And she was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And uh, she, was, uh, she was a proprietor, I guess, of, of that particular place. And all sorts of people in her center are speaking out of it. She, Sehui Fang. Um, how's yeah. this not a hate crime? Asian, right? Dad, you know, going into the, I'm sorry, but if you go into a massage parlor, you're, you're quite likely to know that, uh, it's Asian, it's Asian yes. targeted. Could, could, could we, can we trump up the charges here as a hate crime against, uh, Sahui Fang? Well, I certainly let's federalize think, it. Yeah, yeah, I think we should just kick it out. I mean, if, 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 uh, if, uh, Raul Torres, Raul Soros de Torres, uh, isn't man enough to do the job, let's stick it in the federal courts on this thing. Um, uh, this woman, absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Calgary Police Department says uh, she was involved in a shootout. She lost her life with a thug, Jorge Rivera Ramirez. There's two things. You're either Democrat or Mexican with a hyphenated last name, by the way. So we'll qualify you twice now. Police believe another man fled the scene. Ron Honstein, a friend of Fang, said it was hard for him to come back to the local business. She was special. She was loved. She was just an amazing person, KOAT, on the report. He added that he met Fang several years ago after he picked the interest of a trip to China, her native country. He said they've been friends ever since, often going on hiking adventures throughout the state. I've met a lot of people in my life, he said. I've never met anybody quite like her. So here we are. We lose a, a, a business owner. She's trying to defend herself against two men, not a single product to rob except for the cash. And these guys, uh, and, and really, you know, these, uh, the massage places generally are cash businesses. I mean, nobody wants, I guess, that type of thing appearing on their credit card statement. I would imagine that would be the reason why these guys got in. But the Albuquerque police confirmed that she was killed and another was injured during the shooting. That was, of course, was the 18-year-old guy who uh, was involved in the altercation. Apparently, there's blood all over the floor. There's been a whole string of massage parlor robberies. I mean, I can't even imagine this. Like, uh, Tim Keller, where are you on all this? Chris, thanks for the phone call. Uh, where's Tim Keller on all this? If you have a string of massage parlor robberies and you're doing nothing about it, and this is a woman, a, a diminutive, small a sorry Asian woman who's giving love massages, you know, care, pro, uh, providing some level of health care. And she gets shot up by a bunch of thugs, two guys. One is running out and he's actually out on the loose right now with bullet holes sprayed. Every is the city safe for anybody? Hmm. I've got some important news to release to you at the uh, mi middle of March that uh, is going to help you answer uh, that question is uh, Dowd is already well aware. 550, 50, 500. Let's jump into uh, this conversation because we have to sort of prod and push, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Republicans to, to get some ganas con ganas, right? So again, one more time, we had three Republicans voting with the Democrats to um, uh, to do what again, Dowd? I'm sorry. Uh, it is uh, to get the bill out of committee. It is a bill that uh, raises teacher pay. In a, it, it's the the estimated cost per year, not a one time, is 166 million dollars. That's why the Social Security uh, repeal won't uh, happen. So here we are. 
you wimpy Republicans that represent us, Republicans. We're the real Republicans. You guys are whatever you want to call yourself. Okay. No tax cuts, not one, not one, except for oil and gas. They always got to do that because they pay them a little bit. And, and Lord knows that we're paying. What are we paying right now? What did the conservative New Mexican put us at? Like 329 mm-hmm. is the main reason I go to the conservative Mexican. He's constantly focused on gas. Well, he does have to focus on gas because he has to travel so far just to get back uh, into the city anymore. And he, <laughs> because anymore. he left Albuquerque. Smart man. <laughs> yeah, smart man uh, in general. No school choice. Nothing proposed on that. And the time is ripe for that. Right, Dow? Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we, we talked about that already. The time is absolutely right. You see even... Even in the Santa Fe papers are writing about that. No deregulation, not not one, not one proposal for deregulation. Could they be Republican if you're not trying to deregulate something? Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, our representatives or our Republicans are pretty much worthless. I went through all of these and I was like, hmm, is there anything that actually has teeth that's interesting that, you know, I would pay attention to that would might be something that, you know, we should pay attention to? Well, Phelps Anderson, who uh, left the Republican Party and now is independent, uh, had absolutely nothing he introduced. He got a, an income tax exemption for up to 30K of military retirement pay. Oh, big whoop. Yeah. How about uh, Republican out of Mosquero? Mosquero, I know Mosquero. San Juan, Logan, Tucum, Kerry. No. HB 66 was set aside $1.7 to the New Mexico Livestock Board. <laughs> Whoa, that's really going to move the needle for re-election. Move uh, how about, uh, the needle? Hilarious now to see what you did there. Randall Crowder, Republican out of uh, Clovis. HB 86 would provide law enforcement officers with retention bonuses 5% after five years. Oh, big whoop there, Randall. (laughs) 5% for every five years of service up to 25. What is that going to get me? An extra candy bar at the end of the week with with, with inflation? Like this this raise that APD got whenever they got it this last time around with Tim Keller, that's gone. In, Biden's inflation has chewed that up. All right. How about Martin Zamora, Republican out of Portales? Uh, HB 108, he's going to establish a network of weather stations, Dowd. <laughs> Boy, we really got to watch that. $2.6 million. Dollars. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Uh, how about uh, setting federal agricultural policies, a memorial that would urge New Mexico's U.S. Congress delegation to take drought into consideration? Yes. Those are some strong moves. You want some strong forceful legislation boy pay attention to these how about how about martin how about martin uh how about a memorial calling for the federal government to get out of agricultural policy and stop rewarding crony cropitalists as we call them in the the free market movement uh how about how about that because we also have a 30 trillion dollar national debt so that's a good place to cut all right uh stewart engel no one can eat just one pringles Oh, it's Lay's. Which one is it? I don't know. Senate Bill 17 will authorize the New Mexico Finance Authority to make loans or grants from the Water Project Fund to qualifying entities for Water Project. <laughs> what is that? What are we even talking about? I don't even know. Bring um, on the bacon. <laughs> yeah, and this is my favorite one. Pat Woods from Broad. I don't even know where Broadview is there. Uh, do you know where uh, Pat Woods hails from there? Southeast uh, corner. Southeast yeah. corner of the state, you don't say. Well, he's introduced SB 11 and uh, would create a New Mexico reforestation center for all those good liberals up there to address the impact of climate change. Your Republicans 
Can you tell why the Republicans aren't going to win in 2022? Should I should I make it any more clear? No, no message, no principles, no brand differentiation. Uh, zilch. There, there she is, folks. There she is, Miss America, Michelle Lujan Grisham, on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Literally, just with a poor, a poor little boy with the mask on. They're in it together, suffering. Do you realize like how that translates? Like, what a good photo op, and that got splashed along with every video throughout the rest of the state. Like, what do you think you're going to beat her on? Seriously. She is beating you to a pulp. How are you going to beat her? And with what? Well, uh, climate change? Uh, agriculture? How about a 5% raise for those uh, sheriffs and the, the, the law enforcement types? My gosh. Don't get too crazy now. We're getting crazy over here, boy. We're flinging legislation across the roundhouse with our vaxes and our masks. Jillian Grisham splattered all over every page, front page, and launching her gubernatorial run to kick off February when people finally start paying attention, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. Woman has exactly zero stupid in her. You know what she does know? She knows how stupid her opponents are. That's what she knows, okay? We've got to help them out. We try to get them to listen to the Kiva, however difficult that is for them to hear the truth, right? We know she listens. We know she listens. We see you at the airports. Eddie Aragon running for mayor, that would be disastrous for me. Make sure you, make sure you count those votes early. I want this being done early. Can't have an Eddie Aragon over there and the right wingers. Well, she became the first state employee to serve as a substitute teacher. She's even first out there, boy. Yeah. Not only that, she can get on all the rides with the kids. Yeah. She's just that height. She won't be the last. She's got 70 licenses, including 50 of New Mexico National Guard members. Guess what's happening on 4, 7, and 13? All the National Guard members are over there just getting kudos. I got a great uh, a voicemail I'll play to to wrap up this whole entire thing, because we know what it is. We know it's a publicity stunt, a publicity stunt, and it worked. National Guard members expect to start working in Española, Espa, and the Guard member working in Pecos will arrive in February. No. Milwaukee Valley Schools, Sandra Adams said her district is using the substitute this week and is in the future as long as it's available. You know what they see? They see that Michelle Lujan cares. Yep. That's all they see. They don't yep. see anything else. They, you can't translate this to those populations any other way. They seem, they don't care what she said about Espanola. They don't care how difficult she's been. She don't care about what business has been shut down. And you, you basically gave it to her. You handed it straight off to her. Like, well, we're not going to propose any difficult legislation. In fact, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to put out a poll out there and uh, we're going to send it out to Breitbart and see if, see how that works. Well, it would work if it got any play besides uh, just us here in the Kiva, because this is something that we should actually play up. There's actually a gentler, kinder, nicer, and more intelligent person who could be governor, okay? And there's a couple of other people who I think have a pretty good stalking chance as well. I'm going to go back to the signal poll, 531 general election voters. It's about being a stalking horse here. You don't want to be in the eyes of the target right now. Uh, this is kind of a smart play, and I'm just going to play it out strategically out loud for you. So you can say later on in 
October, November. Hey, Eddie was right again. He told us so. Yes, I happen to know about a few things. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I am pretty good at picking things and making things work the right way, and especially when it comes to politics. Mark Ronchetti's got a giant target on his back, okay? Mark's a likable guy. I think he's congenial. Problem is, Backbone isn't his middle name, okay? He's got a little bit of a stump speech that he's putting out right now that I think is decent. I'm not going to say great. I think it's decent. You can't call yourself a victim if you're getting six figures in a newsroom that you hung out in for 20 years. Going to have to change that. I think he's not formidable. He knows that. I do like the fact that he's trying and he's wanting to get back in. You got to give him that. And he's got brand name recognition. Unfortunately, Mark is not the guy I'm talking about. Because along with him comes a guy by the name of Jay McCluskey, who's very intelligent, very smart. They had a good city council run. But again, all of this stuff is just going to get fizzled out. It's going to get pushed out to the side. And unfortunately, the Republican Party isn't good and cohesive enough to stick together. So we won't be able to take back anything, including all these house. There's too much division. And the brand of Republicanism that they sell is not the kind that is actually going to translate to any wins. Okay. We helped a lot with those city council races as well by having our candidacy. Case in point, Dan Lewis. Where did I do the best? Well, right there on the west side in Dan Lewis's district. Why? Because I translate very well to those people. It's a good conservative block of people that that's out there. That's why Dan Lewis won in an area where conservatives are respected. It's why Robert Aragon, who's one of the heads of the Republican Party, lost. Because he does not translate. Because he is not respected as a conservative. And most people know him to be a Democrat, but yet he's running the Republican Party. Aside from that, his wife, with a hyphenated last name, former Democrat, school board, is now running for lieutenant governor. Probably not the best choice there for lieutenant governor as far as I'm concerned. But hey, the Republicans are going to go ahead and shoot themselves in the foot yet once again. Okay? Then, of course, there's Rebecca Dow. Rebecca Dow is impressive. Period. You meet the woman, her charisma, motivation, and energy, I'm telling you, moves the needle. Okay? Lots of enthusiasm. She will be able to bring people over from the other side of the aisle. Why? Well, for the very things that Dow uh, 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 basically criticizes her for, and rightly so. I criticize her for the very same thing. But can she pull in a general? Well, according to the numbers, she's at least within a shot. Well, according to the signal poll, 531 people, it actually has in a head-to-head Greg Zanetti, Brigadier General, in a head-to-head with Michelle Lujan Grisham on informed voters. Informed voters has Greg. I'm going to have both Greg and Rebecca on on tomorrow's show. But that's a very important piece that you need to think about. Is Michelle beatable? Absolutely she is. Given the strategy we've seen from the state party and the local Bernalillo County party, absolutely not. Unfortunately, it is going to take a lot of intelligence from one of these three candidates and quite possibly a fourth, depending upon how Jay Block does coming out of this uh, 20%. Right now, kind of looking at everything, that's, that's what I'm looking at. And, and the party itself gets to defi- decide who gets the 20%. Maybe it'll be four. It'll, that'll be a tough run all the way to June. Maybe it'll be three. I know Jay well, okay? He's got some stuff that he's got to go ahead and handle during this, but he's running up against three, in my opinion, juggernauts. 
name recognition, established female leader of the Republican Party, and a brigadier general with an established track record of public service, of private, you know, those are the things that he has to go up against. Can Jay Block do it? I, I certainly hope it's one of these four, okay? I really do. But you guys know where I parked my car and which garage and where we're at right now with this stuff. Now, I do want to say one other thing I think that's absolutely vital and critical uh, in the midst of all this. Michelle has probably the best campaign manager in the entire state. And it's not a person. No, folks, it's the media. They're helping her manage her campaign. They're taking the blows for her. And let me just tell you the opportunity that exists for the Republicans. If we can, once we finally come to one after the primary, if we can get everybody to come together, okay? And I don't know if it's going to end up being Jay in there, uh, excuse me, uh, Jay McCluskey with, with his candidate, Mark Ronchetti, or Greg Zanetti, or Rebecca Dow, or Jay Block, whoever it happens to be, okay? I don't know who's going to come out. And by the way, my candidates are unvaxxed, just so you know. Just so you know, I will not vote for anybody that has a vaccination. That, that's, that's just that's simple. But baseline on this whole entire thing that you need to look at is how does Biden play during midsummer? What role does his disapproval numbers impact Michelle Lujan Grisham negatively? And can and will Republicans be able to capitalize on that? It's a hell of a lot of spin. It's going to take an inordinate amount of money, like insane amount of money to make that message actually come out. And it's going to take a lot of me here on the radio and a lot of other people that are out there hopefully doing some good groundwork. I'm not sure where. <laughs> Not going to be able to find much uh, beyond uh, uh, doubt, and I hear to try and get Michelle out of office. I mean, odds on favorite. Uh, I mean, she, she's she's two to five in this race, and two to five is like practically a sure thing. She's practically a sure thing. So if you Republicans can't come together and start pitching hard, introducing real legislation, then just go ahead and just uh, count yourself out for 2022 already. If you aren't willing to do the hard work, it ain't going to work. How do I know? There'd be nobody better to debate Michelle Lujan Grisham than me. And I will help any of the candidates that come out of the primary. CD1, CD2, CD3. We'll do everything that we possibly can. We're outnumbered. We're outgunned. We're outmoneyed. We're out everything. But I am a believer. And I'm hoping for a miracle. Michelle Lujan Grisham has blown through 27 different people in her cabinet. It's going to take the exposure of that type of information to actually get out there. Is Michelle Lujan Grisham afraid of the Republicans? No, not at this point. Would she be afraid of me if I was going mano a mano? Absolutely. Those debates would flip the script. Plus, it'd be a bald Hispanic man. And that plays pretty well. Right, Hector? The very guy that she pushed out of the gubernatorial race. And the one guy, if he decided to run, that could actually beat Michelle Lujan Grisham inside the party. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. There you have it. Dow, some political analysis for you. We'll have Rebecca Dow and Greg Zanetti on tomorrow. Also, the Espanola blotter. Uh, we'll have that uh, on as well. Your reaction? Well, you know, Eddie, I can't, as I'm looking at Michelle, you know, obviously I live in New Mexico. I, I want the best for the state, mm. but I also have to recognize political reality and look at the numbers and look at the fundraising and all that sort of thing. Uh, I think you're right about Ron Ketty. I think he is very likable, despite 
someone like me not really liking him because he's such a lightweight, but to soccer moms, you know, I'm sure they love him and he built his house Absolutely. on the mountain and he's got a wife and kids and all that. But what, what really strikes me at, at, at this, uh, the, the, you know, the, the po- we're very early in the polling. So whatever you, yeah. you know, candidates are going to release their own polling when it looks good for them. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. we, you always got to question the, the value of that. And it, the old political cliche, which I'm embarrassed to even say is the only poll that matters is on election day. But, this concept of the you know the incumbent the election is always a a referendum on the incumbent when the incumbent is running for running for re-election in 2012 and i remember rush limba had a lot of fun with this uh generic republican in the early days was just annihilating barack obama in the polls i mean barack obama looked like a one-termer it was all over uh don't forget the the great recession had only just started to shift into a very weak recovery and obama's numbers looked really bad um Barack Obama didn't run against generic Republican. He ran against Mitt Romney, who uh, in no way was ever going to be elected president of the United States, a male model with with five sons who are male models, and they're all millionaires and, uh, you know, a a neocon warmonger. And he, he, they asked him, why don't, why didn't you serve and why didn't uh, your son serve? And he said, oh, I'm, you know, we're, we're running for office. That's how we serve the country. You know, small comfort to guys coming home with missing limbs from Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, Anyway, that's, uh, that's old news. Why? Michelle Lujan Grisham is not down 20 points against a generic Republican right now. We have an unemployment rate that is 50, I'm sorry, 48% higher than the national rate. I think we're at 50, 46th right now. We're tied with my my home state of Connecticut. We're one of the worst unemployment rates in the nation. People, it wasn't too long ago, and a lot of us documented this with pictures, people were standing in line outside in the cold to get food in New Mexico, the school shutdowns, never mind the the damage to children that we know, we absolutely know has been done, the inconvenience to parents, the frustration and the chaos, just that, never mind the long-term damage to these kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You could go down issue after issue after issue. She should be down against any Republican candidate, regardless of name recognition, 20 points easy and she's not and if this you're is a big... precisely why i made that point out about exactly. her campaign manager yep. is the media yes, there is, yes, there's yes. nothing that she throws out there that is going to look bad it's all going to look good and the republican party and every candidate out there needs to make sure that the entire public is aware of this uh, complete slant that comes from the liberal media and if yep. you can't criticize the media and instead you're going to be their lapdogs right down to kkob kob koat KRQ, if you're going to kiss their asses, you will lose, period. Okay. Well, and, and, and don't forget, a lot of the media, even our friend there on the big stick, who will have the economic development, the wonderful Alicia Keys come on, sounds, seems like she's on all the time. So all the governor's flunkies go out and flack for her about how everything's wonderful in every possible category. So, you know, were I a Republican Party hack looking at Joe Biden and looking at what looks to be a huge Republican wave in November and thinking, Oh, that, that's the end of Michelle Luan Grisham. You are a you are a foolish, foolish person if you have that perspective. You do not know the, the on the ground reality here in New Mexico. Hubris destroys everybody. It destroyed Hillary Rodden Clinton. It'll destroy any candidate, uh, including Donald Trump, at the very end. You don't want to go into anything being overconfident and uh, calling the shots before it comes out. Nobody's pointing to outfield like uh, Babe Ruth and we're placing the ball, especially when it comes to 2022. 535 here in the Kiva, born on this day, back in the day, 1961, the creator of this, Martin DeGuy, or Martin DeGill, singer with the British group 
66 Sputnik, who had the 1986 UK number three single. Love Missile F1-11, which, of course, is what you hear directly from, yep, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Back after a quick break. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Eva. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Eva, Eva we, we want to race. race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 890- 3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973. For all your plumbing needs, reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. We love our pets. Raw Greens carry CBD for pets. Raw Greens also carry CBD for people like you and me. Come into Raw Greens today. We're Raw Greens, your local joint on San Mateo, north of Manal, or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com. Turn around and break it. 
birthday to that woman singing that song Margot Simmons with the Canadian alternative country blues folk rock band Cowboy Junkies feel like they should uh, always be playing out in uh, I don't know Bernalillo, Santa Fe uh, 24-7 it's uh, it's really that sweet of a sound I bet. or even uh, Corrales uh, dare I say it Dowd. do love the do love the old Cowboy Junkies have their album right here my uh, good friend Dr. Uh, Schaffner brought me in. Uh, I don't even know that he realized it or not, but he brought in the uh, the Cowboy Junkies and uh, dropped it here in addition to a number of books. Behind here, I just I just finished the uh, book Killing Reagan, uh, by the way. And I also have right here, which I'm about to delve into because this is, you know, uh, <clears throat> the Ronnie Reagan, the Reagan Diaries, New York number one Times bestseller. And I can't wait to read through this. And I'm glad I have all the uh, context now. Of his background, a very well-researched book. Uh, it's like the sixth uh, Bill O'Reilly book that I have uh, been through, and I believe that Killing Reagan is his best, and it provides so much insight. And in fact, um, uh, so my bot, my boss, or my partner, I should say, my commercial real estate partner. Uh, I don't even, I haven't checked on him in so long. His name, Mike Lyons, because uh, <laughs> he used to make fun of me uh, because I said, "Well, you know, I, I love Republicans, and you know, I love uh, you know, this is back in Vegas." And he says, uh, "They says." Hey, there's bedtime for Bonzo. (laughs) Constantly say that all the time. Well, because in Vegas, you know, you got a lot of liberals. Oh, yeah. And he was a military guy, but he was also liberal. Uh, Oh, wow. Don't fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. Wow. The billboard almost falls. It's almost like I'm going to vandalize my own billboard just like they did because they hate me so much uh, here. And then... um, My tata, my grandfather, he was absolutely fascinated about the fact that Ronald Reagan was president and he loved him. So we used to watch Peter Jennings all the time. And Peter Jennings was, you know, the guy, the the Canadian, speaking of Canadians, the Canadian Peter Jennings. Um, Nobody did it better than him ever or will ever, in my opinion. Just just my style, what I liked. I just enjoyed getting the news uh, from Peter Jennings. And um, he used to watch Peter Jennings peeling potatoes. Uh, cutting up carnitas and uh, hanging out in there. You know, he had a old, it, it, the, the house is literally like across the street from where my studio is. Uh, and um, he used to cut that up and he'd watch Peter Jennings and there would always be reports on Ronald Reagan. And he was, he was absolutely fascinated by Ronald Reagan. And one of the reasons is my uncle Sadafine, uh was a big donor for Ronald Reagan. He lived in a ranch in, uh, near Mosquero, San Juan, uh, Logan, uh, New Mexico. They used to go deer hunting all the time. And on on uh, my uh, uncle Sadafine, he had and all his all of Sadafine's kids, they're all crazy liberals, right? It's really kind of funny. But uh, uh, they call him Grandpa Sadafine. But my uncle uh, Sadafine had a big picture on his desk on or what whatever it is the area where he worked and hung out of Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan. And I got to say, at the beginning of the book, middle of the book, I was not a very big fan of Nancy. By the end of the book, I was a bigger fan of Nancy than I was of uh, Ronnie Reagan. She practically was running the uh, running the show for a number of years. Powerful lady, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, uh, maybe the most powerful 
uh, first lady of all time that someone's got to do, do they rank those things? Ooh, hmm. You know, well, I, I, I know that ask that because they'll, of course, you know, we're looking for a black woman Supreme Court. Exactly. You, you don't even have to ask. You know who they're going to put at the top. Well, maybe Creepy Joe, you know, we've only had one black first lady. Maybe Jill's got to go and he's got to bring in a new, you know, maybe a Hispanic first lady or an Asian. We've never had a Hispanic or, or an Asian. But, um, Eddie, it's interesting. You talk about Reagan, your grandfather. Joe won't try. <laughs> no, well, don't get yeah. started on the children. Um, your grandfather was, in, you know, this interesting story because Reagan uh, had such a commanding presence and he had that kind of sunny optimism that he brought over so many people to the Republican Party or, or conservatism. I wrote a column a couple of years ago. I don't know if it was, it was about when he died or the anniversary of his death or something about people. The, the, the liberals in Washington hated Reagan so much that at the end of his presidency, they wrote a lot of articles about how the polling showed that Americans did not, you know, strongly favor Reagan's position on Central America. They didn't strongly favor Reagan's position on tax cuts. They thought that there were ethical problems with the administration. And they'd go down this list, and then the final poll would be, do you approve of Ronald Reagan? And his poll numbers were great. And it would drive the liberals crazy. And because they just failed to understand the, the power of the presidency and people who know how to use uh, right. that position and, and Reagan's just naturally sunny outlook. And if you know, Eddie, if you know anything about Reagan, he came from anything but a sunny upbringing um, and his ability to connect with people. And uh, that that's another part of successful politics that, uh, that the smart ones get. Yeah, him, Thatcher, and uh, Pope John Paul II, saviors of the world. And uh, well, once uh, Gorbachev jumped in there, we could include him as the as that as well, because it was uh, partially him as well. Just so many great things about the 80s that I wish we could learn about right now. I mean, honestly, that was real leadership uh, in this world. However bright you thought, Reagan was not. And of course, uh, go back and look, uh, cross-reference James Dean and Ronald Reagan and uh, that great GE uh, Electric, GE Theater. You got to check that out. All right, 550, 5500, uh, so much digression. I prepared a a great show today, and uh, we are not even getting to all that. Uh, no murder, Mike, today, so uh, hopefully he's okay. I did text him, but uh, uh, we'll get into all these uh, crime stories and uh, what we should, speaking of Margaret Thatcher, old Bojo, uh, D. Dowd Muska. Uh, this guy loves to party, right? The guy, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with the Brits, man. They've got problems. You got a good leader. You got a guy who's fighting for you. You got a guy who is... You know, he came, he ascended, what, uh, three years ago now, brought in so much stuff, you know, Brexit and, you know, made uh, Britain thrive again. Uh, it didn't become so politically correct. I think you've had, what, maybe no terrorist incidents that have happened under his watch, right? Uh, according to the Telegraph, if Boris Johnson is still PM by the end of the week, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> like, they want him out. I, don't, I, I think they just liked the conflict, the fighting, what have you. He's been under fire for his actions during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, imagine for imagine if you will, this country, if it were New Mexico, she'd be lauded, right? Celebrated. Boris Johnson? Oh, your dog pooped on the ground? That's okay. Oh, you, you sprayed water on the, the crotch of your, while you're having a good time? Oh, no, no, nobody really cares about that. Oh, did you go shopping? Having a good time uh, for some jewelry? Oh, no, no problem. No. The very same things that Michelle Lujan Grisham just rolled right off her, her little back. Boris Johnson is, is literally going to get ousted in the UK for this. I can confirm right now, the Met is now investigating a number of events that took place at Downing Street. 
and Whitehall in the last two years in relation to breaches of COVID-19 regulations. There we are, Dowd. They're going to oust him for having a good time. You literally look at the guy and you're like, well, didn't you shower last night, bro? <laughs> right? You're like, of course you had a good time. And and he's a, he's a likable chap uh, at that. Uh, as news of discos in the basement. <laughs> I want my I want my PM uh, discoing <laughs> in the basement and wine bottles being brought in by the suitcase filled the front pages. Public anger grew. The resentment towards Johnson and his staff reached fever pitch as uh, he had been partying the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Hey, they're celebrating. I mean, honestly, this is I mean, in America, this guy would absolutely be celebrated. Absolutely. He's maintained that he never knowingly breached any COVID-19 regulations. What? These aren't even laws. Regulations? Did they vote for laws that that uh, had them on imminent lockdown forever? No, they didn't. Nobody did. Okay, it was a strong urge, suggestion. How do we make money? We earn it. He told Parliament when I went into that garden just after six on the twentieth of May to thank groups of staff. He was in there for ten minutes with his messy hair. Hey, you look like you had a few drinks, bro. We're gonna impeach you. We're gonna get rid of you. Uh, here's the scenarios, folks, for uh, poor Bojo. Report finds that Johnson deliberately misled Parliament and therefore breached ministerial code. He will then have to resign. What? <sighs> Two, the report doesn't prove Johnson lied to Parliament, but is so damning his reputation is destroyed he feels compelled to resign. Scenario three, his fellow members of Parliament decide they no longer have confidence in and trigger a no-confidence vote. You have all sorts of confidence in this crazy guy. And for it, the report exonerates Johnson. The mutinous air within his party subsides as he continues as prime minister. Like, this is the crap you get from liberal media. And who's putting out this crap? Well, this is a retread, ABC News, getting this from the Telegraph, folks. Because this is what the media does. They don't like him because of alignment with Trump, with Brexit, and he's a conservative. That's exactly what's happening. It happens even in the UK. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's the guy that's giving the middle finger to the royals, right? Not uh, hanging out with Philip. You had the, the queen. You know, she's there crying alone in her own, uh, you know, milk and her own English breakfast tea because she lost her husband. No, that is sad. I mean, after all that, that time, she loses him. And it is pretty bad. But... <clears throat> The PM was eating birthday cake with his wife, staffers, and friends. His, his government was threatening dire consequences against any Briton who dared violate the rule of six, making requirements or who wandered too far from their homes. Bojo was with 30 people who were said to have attended the event which was held in the cabinet room following an official visit to Hertfordshire. Nine days before the alleged birthday bash, Bojo asked the public to continue to show restraint and respect the rules which are designed to keep us all safe during the routine press conference. But not Bojo. No. No, Bojo is apologizing for literally uh, a spectacle that he's created by uh, not combing his hair and hanging out for 10 to 15 minutes in the basement and uh, sipping a little bit more than tea. My gosh. Doubt this man would be celebrated in the state of New Mexico, might possibly win re-election and, uh, you know, uh, bring all sorts of uh, booty home from the federal government uh, for the state of New Mexico. Gov I mean, governor governor for life. Uh, but I, I will say, you know, with all of Bocho's uh, problems, Eddie, he's walking away from lockdown. Uh, 
Denmark apparently earlier today announced that they're, you know, another significantly, you know, Europe's a bunch of little tiny countries all shoved together. But uh, Denmark is walking away uh, from their hardcore lockdown. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I think the establishment hates hates Bojo and wants him out of there. <laughs> well, that's certainly uh, true. But uh, I don't I don't get it, Dowd. I, I just don't get it. Uh, he, he literally talks about unlocking UK, opening it back up and. Three days later, they go into a full tizzy. Uh, is it that must be a British? Is that a, is a tizzy a British term? Mm. I'd like to know that. I, I, <laughs> a state of nervous excitement or agitation. Oh, there it is. Let's see, let's look at the origin. Yeah, it's, oh, it's maybe be. Australian. Oh, all right. Is it is it is a tizzy Australian? I guess so. Wow. Oh, oh, there we go. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're going to hit the, uh, we're not going to hit news. We're going to run all the way to seven o'clock. Dowd finishes up at 645. Jobs is next. There's a lot more that I wanted to get to, um, but we're going to do all that right after the break uh, here in the Kiva as we go out partying. Yeah, that's right. With Bojo. Let's have a little fun here on this Thursday evening as we approach six o'clock because Bo likes to party. Bo likes, Bo likes to party. Bo likes to party. Bo likes, Bo likes to party. There we go. Bojo. Back at three. caught unprepared to defend yourself i'm keith cope with vigilantfirearms.com we provide calm safe and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes vigilantfirearms.com 312-0065 312-0065 when you suffer a personal injury from a car crash you need an attorney with integrity i'm mark caruso Caruso Law Offices. Mark Caruso is a former insurance company attorney who now works with victims. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000. CarusoLaw.com. Your personal injury attorney with integrity, 883-5000. CarusoLaw.com. This is David Allen Staley. While I may not be a radio personality, I am a Medicare advisor in real life, not just on the radio. Call 505-350-3858. I'd like to help you figure out what you've got, show you what's hot and what's not with all the new Medicare benefits out there. Call me, David Allen Staley, at 505-350-3858. That's 505-350-3858. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, 
Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. S3 Technologies. Security Service Solutions. Service. Guarantees you'll keep running steady with monitoring, device management, infrastructure assessments, and penetration testing. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505 242 5683-505-242-5683-S3NM.com. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Ranchos, Pampers Pets, all natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets.theplaceilike.com. Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. here in the Kiva, a little chumba wumba. I don't even know what the hell that means, but it's one of the greatest uh, sort of fun songs uh, that was out there. I used to play that all. I was addicted uh, to chumba wumba for a while, just that song. The, the, the rest of the album, not very good, uh, by the way, Dowd. But, uh, they Eddie, if you, if you want to uh, hear one of the funniest things you'll ever hear, maybe it's available online. Uh, search for Adam Carolla's story of interviewing Chumbawamba in the 1990s on the radio. Uh, apparently, they were uh, anarchist socialists. Uh, it didn't didn't go over very well with with hardworking blue collar Mr. Carolla. Uh, apparently, the lead singer said something like, "Well, I didn't know 
why, like, the airline pilot can't be a janitor someday, and maybe one day the janitor, he he flies the plane. Uh, uh, okay thanks guys yeah yeah go go back to academia boys uh we live in reality <laughs> wait, wait, by the way at the very opposite end of communism uh by the way is uh yeah anarchy yes uh, just yes so you no know. i mean they often con- they're not too bright a lot of these people and they conflate things very badly yes. yeah so there must be these are like modern leftists right now they're, yes, they're yes, like, yes oh yeah yes. yeah then they're, they're like they're, it's sort of like uh, what was his name? Old man, look at my life! Oh, yes. oh my gosh, Neil Young is so stupid. The man is so like his whole life is benefited by selling, you know, communistic, anti-establishment yeah. stuff, and yep, yet he yep. is reaffirming this establishment so hard. He's he's establishment so hard right now with Fauci and everything else that he's literally like blowing up his legacy for people who have any intellectual honesty. If you actually looked at, you know, in sort of the voie of his entire uh, musical existence, you'd understand very quickly that Neil Young uh, is advocating for the very thing that he has been warring against from the very beginning. Yep. Yep. They used to be against the establishment. Now they're all in, all in. Like a half of Corrales, right? Uh, Sort of like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, We rebelled. We smoked pot. You know, we did this. yeah, I'll uh, I'll reserve the um excuse me the uh, immigrant population and uh, murder Mike segment maybe for tomorrow but most likely for uh, Monday of next week. Let's get into a little bit of sportsing, shall we? Before we cut one more time and we go to straight jobs because the whole third hour um very well prepared for you because you're going to come away with a different way of thinking about New Mexico. And if you're a gubernatorial candidate or you're helping a gubernatorial candidate or you're you know, you want a guy who wants to open up or a congressional district uh, candidate. So you, I think uh, what you had uh, Louis Sanchez checked in. He said, good show today. He is very happy. It's also happy birthday to his uh, son, Tyler. Tyler, his oldest son, born today, 23 years of age. So there you go, Louis. We uh, we did that for you. Just want to make sure we get it. Let's read everybody else's text, too. Um, Louis is a great guy. He's running for CD1. Uh, please support him. I think he's just a good guy. I think this is the He's a he's a he's a true gentleman, true guy. He's the guy who deserves the nod for CD one. In my opinion, he is uh, more likable. I think a better a better candidate than the other two um, that's there. And and uh, dare I say it, he's male. <laughs> we don't have to have all female congressmen. I don't know what the hell is going on in New Mexico. And it's like rage against the machine, requiring concert goers to be vaccinated. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Rage against the, I didn't know that, right? Rage Against the Machine actually had a uh, complete and total 180. <laughs> rage. Rage. It's clown world, folks. Uh, today, Keller was too busy having a telephone town hall meeting in the middle of the day about the city's response to the coronavirus as it relates to imminent health and safety of New Mexico state of an emergency is in full effect until February 4th. I got the same message. I got the same one. I had a voicemail to join at 1.34 p.m. How convenient to have a meeting when most people are working. Stop the fear-mongering about COVID. You guys could have voted for somebody else for mayor, but you didn't. People are more afraid of the vigilante crime as being enabled by wearing masks that don't work for us, but do work for criminals. Like a good rap on my show so far. Better yet, uh, have a meeting about the mayor is going to do all about the murders being committed in his city. Invite the community to an in-person meeting at a time when people can attend. I'd like to know how did MLG pass the background check uh, to be a substitute teacher. Uh, there is no background checks for teachers. Have you seen some of these people who are teachers in the state of New Mexico? That's why we don't want to give them a raise. Shouldn't she be registered as a sex offender for sexually assaulting one of her young staff? Ooh. Oh, 
Interesting point. I, mean, I don't even know why people just don't. It's just stop. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Dream world. No. Uh, don't substitute teachers get any training before entering the classroom. I don't know. My kids don't go to public school. How does MLG have free time to teach? Doesn't she have a state to run into the ground? That's very fun. Well, a lot of anger. A lot of, a lot of anger. Just become. It looks like, uh, oh, look, Apple iTunes is pushing Neil Young and spatial audio. Listen oh. to his latest album in spatial audio. They have that one thing. It's uh, They call it lossless, and it makes you want to listen because now you're listening for what it, it's such a stupid promo but it gets you every single time out what's lossless audio as if you're going to be able to remember what something sounded like when it wasn't lossless before like they just have every little gadget right they 3m their entire operation isn't that right Dow? that's all yeah. they, did. they just like oh we got a phone well here's what we're going to do to make it better like that mm -hmm. that's it it's just like we're just going to continue on with everything he's actually uh started with the very beginning uh see what the uk thinks of obama's birthday party uh, i don't know no idea. Gorbachev conducted a war of genocide against the Afghans and they gave him a peace prize. Well, uh, <clears throat> I want to say something here, but then, you know, that'll be captured forever. Uh, given what happened in September, anybody know what happened on the pullout? And they've got all sorts of tanks and guns. And, uh, anyway, you know, it, where do you guys get off criticizing me as if I don't know what the hell's going on? Seriously. I do a three hour show every day, complete. I, I, I have to make Dow 3000 just so he can believe me on some of the things that I'm saying. And he goes, well, uh, that can't be true. Eddie's saying it. Eddie's like, no, it's, it's true. There it is. Heard MLG was put in timeout, mistaken for a kindergarten student. <laughs> Floyd, Floyd, Floyd. Oh, that's my roommate, Floyd. Dick Ritchie, Dick Ritchie. Remember, that's a great movie, True, true Romance. Uh, there she is, Miss Alanius. There she is, Miss Elenius. And spell the Okay. I feel like I'm reading those little tiny square books, you know, Mr. Happy, Mr. Skinny, you know, Mr. <laughs> Hungry, you know, Miss Elenius. Remember those books? Yes. Those books, yeah. Like uh, Mr. Happy, you know. <laughs> the sad truth is, massage parlors are staffed by Asian sex traffickers. The girls are lured into jobs. That, please, I hope you, I hope I don't get to the end of this and you're justifying the death of a woman who's a business owner. I hope it doubt. Should I proceed here? I'm well, I, like I'm already I, I, on I, I, here. that is true for some of those facilities, but let's not paint with such a broad brush that we condemn this crime victim. Uh, the profile that we saw, you know, looks like she's a wonderful human being. <sighs> this, this is what, these are the people who give love a bad name. The girls are lured into jobs in the U S but when they get here, their visas are taken away from them. Why isn't this being investigated? AP doesn't care. Hell, some of them are probably customers. Yeah, I got through it. I'm okay. Kid Rock, we the people. Give it a listen. You will like. Uh, I was at the Home Depot and Eubank, and they don't have any shopping carts. They said over 100 have been stolen. Wow. Oh, I had a wonderful experience on Eubank myself, Eddie, recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went down to, it was near Eubank and Chico. There's a lamp repair store there that I, I know. Brought, I know that area. I brought a lamp to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just one of these things. You can laugh about it. You're sort of half laughing, but half of you is just. That's right by the subway. Disgusted. It's been robbed a thousand that, times. Yeah, that's that. Well, I can see why. This woman had her shopping cart. She didn't really 
she seemed maybe middle aged, you know, not not that old. She had this giant piece of kind of metal piece of long thin metal like maybe it was part of fencing or some flashing somewhere or some kind of component of a roof that she ripped off and she's swinging it around there's a guy running up after her behind her and i'm just i i passed by about a block block and a half to go to the lamp repair store and i just thought if you've got a store in this neighborhood and this lunatic is just waving a 10 foot metal pole around every day. Just the kind of not, you know, our, our friend Chris from Furniture on Consignment, just the yeah. kind of nonsense you have to deal with on a daily basis and your mayor is nowhere to be seen. It must be just exhausting to deal with that day in and day out. I think it is for a lot of people. That's why a lot of people, and including New York City, the Rite Aids are shutting down. I mean, dealing yeah. with not just the nuisance, but the loss of property and the uh, irretrievables, unrecoverables, whatever you want to call them. If you're, uh, you know, that is not something that can be counted up. And then when people drive out and we're going to get into this story tomorrow about what's happening in Santa Fe uh, during hour number two, which I think is really important uh, folks, because it has to do with the thing that uh, we've been talking about for a long time. And when that blight is around um, as uh, you will see Pete's place shelter, uh, there's no uh, ordinance uh, that bans loitering. Um, police have the authority to ask people to leave private property there. But even in Santa Fe, where you would seemingly, they're welcoming it out. Um, they're saying we can no longer tolerate this. If it's no longer, it's too, too much. So, you know, the NIMBY crowd, not in my backyard, is uh, certainly uh, there. Covered a lot of ground here in the first couple hours, folks. Uh, hour number three, you and me, D-Dowd Muska. We'll kick that off uh, here shortly. But before we do, we'll do a little bit of sportsing. And in doing so, we'll uh, let you know, yeah, the isotopes are just around the corner. Play ball! April 1st, I believe is when they all said they had uh, new job openings, uh, D-Dowd Muska. You can be a uh, fun zone attendant. If anyone's going to be a fun zone attendant, I think I need, that's the one I'm going to apply for. I'm going to have my kids uh, uh, apply for <laughs> Bat Boy, uh, as well as Clubhouse. Yeah. Assistant. I think that they should definitely do. Uh, let's see, they also have the uh, Usher. Um Never understood the usher, why they really need him. I feel like if you get the usher, it's like a chance for you to just to watch everybody stare at people. And I mean, no one, no one needs help to their seats except for the guy who drank too much. And there's plenty of them around over there. Uh, what about the uh, metal detector divester? Uh, what, what type of job would that be? Is that the, is that the uh, isotopes version of the TSA? Sarah mm. A, a divestor? Is, is that someone who's a full-time scold and tries to get uh, money out of oil and gas firms? Uh, oh, there we go. I like that uh, as well. But I'm going for the fun zone attendant. Uh, here's what's really uh, interesting is the jobs are running from mid-March to mid-October. And guess what? You don't even have to go to the ballpark to apply. That's right. You have to go directly online. It's the only way. You only, only submit way. one application. And you choose three positions to apply for. You can attach your resume and uh, email it uh, there directly. But uh, looks like the isotopes are going to be in session. And this man may not be one Thomas Brady, the greatest of all time with, uh, I would say, the greatest uh, football wife of all time. Is that fair to say? That Hard to beat. <laughs> Just like Tom, uh, seven Super Bowls and couldn't beat him on the field. Can't beat him off the field. Uh He's been saying play ball as long as he's been around. He uh, he went through the process with Jim Gray, who's exceedingly annoying. Yes, and he's a friend of my friend Kurt, uh, who's been doing. Uh, he did. Uh, he's 
my, my friend Kurt's so excited because the LA Rams are in the championship game. <laughs> We're like going back and talking about like Vince Ferragamo and oh, Eric yes. Dickerson yes, you know, back yes. in the day. And oh, you know, I didn't get to watch the full um the full show last week. I think I'm gonna take my kids back to go see it. But I gotta tell you, one of my favorite football players of all time and a really, really really good guy even though i have never met him and he was a quarterback for my team the arizona cardinals uh one kurt warner the movie american underdog yep go see american underdog i didn't get to see it all but i gotta tell you it's just it's a really uh this might be the first time i use this word dad to describe anything very touching story the man who plays him I think is just right in line where with where Kurt Warner is. He's a, he's exceedingly likable. Um, I wanted to see the end. My my parents said, "Oh, you you missed the end. You missed the best part." So I got to go back and go go watch the movie American Underdog. My kids were enjoying it until uh, Sam had too much popcorn and uh, it was kind of kind of going out the wrong end. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the popcorn with all that salt and butter it, it can do. You know, and kids don't know when to stop. There's no bottom on there. There's no regulator on the kids. Uh, if you know that, Dad, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And they don't know if they're going juju beans or they're going, uh, you know, uh, three three prongs of butter in that popcorn there. But we're going to try and finish it up. But Tom Brady, yes, the greatest, okay, is giving some insight uh, into uh, his thoughts on retirement. Now, I hope he doesn't retire, but honestly... The man is 44, going to be 45 by the time he starts the next time around. He needs to be around his kid. The guy looks like he's 25. <laughs> Between the way he eats, how he trains, his constant smile. I mean, the NFL will not be the NFL once he's gone. It will not be. And I can't imagine that Tom is ever going to do any sort of color commentating. Because you can only dislike him after that. The one guy I like, dislike more than anybody else who maybe people who are Dallas... The Cowboys say the Cowboys we lose again. Uh, Troy Aikman, right? Remember Troy Aikman? Nobody likes him. Like literally nobody. I don't even think Troy Aikman's like like. <laughs> it's that bad. And so we don't want to see our quarterbacks. So you want to kind of get a no-name guy for some reason. Uh, they've literally, you know, pigeonholed the Sims family. You know, Phil Sims, his son. And even though he was terrible as an NFL quarterback, it's just something. It's just a formulaic and how they work. You always have to have the black host. Uh, if it's Hubie or the other guy, I don't know what. It's a formula that, that they work through. Got to have a get, 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 get Terry Bradshaw, and then you got to have the big, bulky, um, you know, middle lineman, Howie Long. Uh, you got to have these types of things, and they just know how to use this whole thing. So if you are to put Tom Brady in there, I just don't think that, that would be good. So uh, Brady, in his interview with Jim Gray, is extremely likable. Like, a guy like this just can't be real. That's what you take away. Just listen to some of these quotes, okay? It's what relationship... This is a quarterback, folks, who got his first unsportsmanlike in his last team, possibly in his life. Well, it took him 20 years. <laughs> Longer than that. If you look at that picture when he got drafted as uh, 199, right? Mr. Irrelevant, right? <laughs> it's what relationships are all about, he says. It's not always about what I want. What? This guy literally handed off his salary to other people just so that he could uh, make his team New England Patriots, which somehow has been in more Super Bowls than any other team. The New England Patriots have been in 11 Super Bowls, 10 of them with Tom Brady. Just think, you didn't even think about the New England Patriots before Tom Brady was there. There, 10 of those Super Bowls are in the last 20 years, (laughs) right? 
Like, that's kind of crazy. Oh, by the way, you can hear my son playing with his uh, online friends. Uh, they're uh, doing a uh, uh, full metal jacket. What is it called? I play that now. It's, it's very addictive. He says, it's about what we want as a family. Wow. Antonio Cromartie, did you hear that? <laughs> He's father of 14 and yeah. married six times. Tom's, Tom's family is a little more manageable than some other professional athletes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with them and figure out in the future what's next. He gets along with his ex-wife, like friends with her, and they're raising their kid, who's a, you know, Bridget Moynihan. He says, my enjoyment comes not from recognition of what I've accomplished. The guys won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> he hasn't accomplished much. My enjoyment comes not from recognition of what I've accomplished as a player in the league. My enjoyment comes from the competition. The guy still wants to go. Every, these are his quotes in the Jim Gray interview. Every year I have to make sure I can commit to what the team really needs. The team doesn't deserve any less than my best. And if I feel like I'm not committed to it or can't play at a championship level, then I need to give someone else a chance to play. What? <laughs> There's never going to be a movie about Tom Brady because it would always be, it would, it'll be forever a terrible movie. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, you can't, even, you can't even make fun of it. A well-behaved white man with a, with a strong work ethic, you know, good family values. You can't portray a white heterosexual man in any kind of positive light in America in 2020. No. And one of his best friends, by the way, was Kobe. As difficult as it was to lose the game yesterday, he says, I was glad that I played in it. As challenging as the season was, I was glad I played because I'm living my life. I'm not just counting the days. My days are meaningful to me. I'm going to try to keep them meaningful. He's better than any priest. He should open up his own church. <laughs> the Church of Brady. <laughs> the Church of Brady. Now, it gets even better, folks. But This is his interview after losing, getting his first unsportsmanlike, and not getting his eighth Super Bowl. I don't even think he thought about uh, the number eight Super Bowl. I don't even think about it. He's like, well, we're going to go. I think he just thought about every single game. I feel like I give everything to my teammates, although it is divided attention as you get older because there's different priorities and responsibilities in life. I have things happening outside of football that require my time and energy, not a ton. The kids, require, the kids require time and energy, and that's my enjoyment for me. Again, I'll know when the time is right, and there's no rush to make a decision. We'll just see. <laughs> my gosh, Tom Brady. There will, uh, just like Michael Jordan after Michael Jordan was done, never watched another NBA game. Now that uh, Tom Brady's done, I don't care about the Kansas City Chiefs or the LA Rams, or I don't even know who plays on those teams. Yeah, I have no interest. Yeah, No interest. I wouldn't spend money on an NFL ticket going forward. Why? Because I don't care. I can't watch it. I don't care who's playing the game. I'm not in any pools. I don't gamble. I have just no interest. My only interest was how many times can Tom Brady win? But it's really the only thing I'm interested in. When the Atlanta Falcons were beating Tom Brady 28-3 to and they came back, I was like, I'm never going to see that again. As long as I live, I'm never going to see that. And you just recognize greatness. And I guess that's one of the good things about getting older is I think when we can all agree on what greatness is and we no longer need to chase that because these are things that will no longer be broken. Tom Brady, he stood in the stands, 1982, all of six years old, seven years old at the time. I remember where I was. I tore up my Dallas Cowboy poster, Doubt. My Dallas Cowboy poster, Tony Dorsett, Danny White, I tore them up when that uh, clutch catch was made in the end zone. And guess who was in the end zone when uh, 
when Clark uh, got that from Montana in the back of the end zone over Everson Walls. A young Tom Brady. Young Tom Brady. Well, he was raised in Northern California, right? So, yeah, yeah. All right, I got to let Dow do this one. I'm going to give him the <laughs> oh. just, This guy is just raring to go on this one. Boy, is he raring to go. I've been and waiting I'm, days and days and days. <laughs> I've been teeing him up. On this, uh, uh, and, and for that doubt, I don't mind if you stay until 7 if you want to. Yeah, but I know you're on deadline. So. I'm, I'm, I'm perpetually, especially during the session, It's uh, I'm just going to yeah. whine, whine, whine for the next you know, right, 26 I'll, I'll... days. Uh, folks, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie uh, teased this a little bit. I think we did discuss this yesterday. Uh, if, here's a reason you've got to subscribe, because you'll have a link to this article in the show notes tonight. <clears throat> As members of the Lobo Spirit Program work to uphold standards of both <laughs> athleticism and artistry, their physical appearance must also be put up for the consumption of both judges and the general population alike. The pressure of expectations of how they should look often <laughs> negatively impacts the athletes. Wow. Uh, folks, this is the Daily Lobo. This is the newspaper that uh, you pay for. Uh, Eddie, I can only assume this, this exists in paper form as well as online. I don't really... It did. Uh, I think they're probably uh, kinder and gentler towards those trees. There used to be silver boxes all over it. Okay. You'd grab okay. it for free. But but I, I assume your some level of tax subsidization is going into this publication, even if it's if it's only online. This was written by the news editor at the Daily Lobo at uh, the University of New Mexico goes by the name of Zara Roy. Well, her piece, uh, let's get the headline, Beauty Standards Pressure Cheer, comma, Dance Athletes. This is all about the pressure to fit a certain image uh, and uh, the body positivity movement as it relates to the cheer and dance squads at our flagship university uh, here in the great state uh, of New Mexico. Uh, they speak to one uh, young lady. Uh, I definitely feel uh, have friends that didn't necessarily feel comfortable wearing the crop top or the tight uniform, or they felt insecure, feeling like they were looking uh, a certain type of way in the uniform, and that people were going to have comments. Um, folks, when young women at the peak of their fertility, we are, uh, we are, we are uh, reproductive entities. We are biological entities. Yes, women, we are. W women look for men with resources. Men look for fertile women. Well, they're most fertile when they're in their late teens and early 20s. Uh, when they wear skimpy clothing and they dance around before thousands and thousands of people, uh, I don't know. Um, A thousand. Men, men tend to notice that. Uh, I think it's just sort of part of the whole reproductive uh, element that's kind of built into us as a species. I think other biological entities uh, reproduce as well. Uh, this young lady goes on to say, definitely at games, we're in crop tops and spandex, and you definitely get the old men at the games whistling at you, uh, barking yeah. at the you. That make it possible for you to even have a squad, field the squad, uh, because of the uh, Lobo uh, club that they have there. Yeah, it's not a sexualized thing, you know. It's what we wear. That's kind of part of the sport. But the sexualization placed on it, you, you don't get that with a woman's basketball team and softball. Well, those are uh, <clears throat> got a lot of gates that swing in different directions on those uh, those two squads. Just uh, FYI, I know I dated a softball. So there you go. They don't exactly uh, <clears throat> that doesn't exactly translate uh, to. 
you know, cheerleader material. Uh, one young lady on the team said that early in her career on the spirit team, there was pressure to fit a certain body type to avoid the <laughs> criticism of mean fans and to fit into the dance uniforms, which are notably shorter you than mean those for that cheer. Hefty type that the uh, cheerleader has to, the male cheerleader has to toss up. You can't toss up 180 pounds. It's just not going to happen. Uh, in addition to the, the uniform, ladies and gentlemen, they have uh, uh, an issue with what they have to put on their faces. Uh, standards oh. set by the program require members to apply a full base, dark eye makeup, dense false lashes, and a specific shade of red lipstick, according to this young woman. And wow. she's not so happy about this. Quote, the makeup doesn't make me perform better. It doesn't make me look better in front of a crowd, but it's just kind of what we have to do. It's part of the culture. <clears throat> wow. Maybe she should uh, pick a different thing. Uh, here's here's what's really uh, interesting about this is she actually compares herself. The woman's name is Bracamantes. She compares herself to the other athletic departments. As if it's comparative. This is a squad... It's not looking for a performance. It's looking to cheerlead, be in front, pay attention. It's what you look at. I mean, why do we, uh, you know, you have the uh, the sound pack, you have the chaparrals, then you have the, which is the dance team, and then you have the uh, the cheerleaders who are out there. She's going to go start being woke and start advertising for unhealthy beauty standards and try to uh, somehow come out in front of, you know, patrons who... Spend lots of money and expect to see. Imagine what that would look like if they run out in flannels. You know, they've got uh, no makeup on their face, armpit hair coming out, and they're kicking their legs. Are, are we supposed to be excited about that? How would that go for recruiting, Dowd? How do you think uh, the University of New Mexico basketball, you think they'd have trouble recruiting after that? Football? Speechless. Uh, uh, we, we wrap up, ladies and gentlemen, with a comment by one of the young ladies. Uh, she believes there is still a long way to go in getting rid of the unhealthy beauty standards present in the community. Uh, young lady, I think you're going to really be disappointed the older you get as the years pass, as the decades pass. Uh, beauty standards are pretty innate when it comes to uh, men and women. Men symmetry. like young, symmetry. attractive women with an hourglass figure and facial symmetry Women like strong, muscular men who can gather resources for the hut or the village. Uh, I thought you people are the people who talk about science. Do you know anything about evolution, evolutionary psychology, uh, what attracts us to each other? Eddie, this is the equivalent of, of me going into public policy analysis and criticizing politicians and, and criticizing uh, political and, and ideological enemies and then whining about people, you know, coming after me. This is inherently a combative business I, I'm in. Uh, you know, why aren't people being nicer to me when I criticize them for being uh, hack politicians who are ripping off taxpayers? Uh, you kind of know ahead of time, young ladies, this is the world you're entering. I really don't see the cheer community, the dance community, embracing different beauty standards uh, by sending fat girls out there with no makeup. Uh, <laughs> call, call me a little crazy. I think there's something innate about the human condition. Uh, I, I know you've been you've been uh, uh, you, you've been thrust into this academic environment. Uh, you've been uh, 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 preached to by all forms of ridiculous feminism and wokeism and equityism. But uh, why don't you just kind of enjoy your life on the cheer squad and on the, on the dance team and kind of recognize it, it for, for what it is and just have a good time. 
Yeah, not to mention, uh, folks, uh, let's just say she's getting paid to do this. She's getting a free education to be a cheerleader, and yet she's oh, criticizing. there are scholarships for cheer, really. Oh, there is. Oh, there is. Know. We're going to have uh, Bracamontes take us out to, well, Bubba Sparks, right? You guys know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is music for you here, Dowd. Women who are appreciating themselves. See? There you go, Bracamantes. All right, back after a quick break. Jobs, they're next. We'll do that right after the break. You're in the Kiva AM 600 KIV ABQ.FM. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call me, Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. Are you fooling yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five? Now's the time to reach for new support to move toward your goals. Call Tom Crow at 243-2281. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pablos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York 
in Dallas, right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthew's Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Girl, you taught me how to hurt real bad and cry myself to sleep. Showed me how this town shattered dreams. Another lesson about a naive fool came to Babylon. Found out that the pie don't taste so sweet. Now his guitar's Cadillac. Hillbill and music, lonely, lonely streets that I call home. Yeah, my guitar's Cadillacs, hillbill and music, the only thing that keeps me hanging on. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Next uh, 13 minutes will be for Dowd and I, and then he's going to move on. Please subscribe directly to www.rockoftalk.chat. A little good music there from Dwight Yoakam. I, I mean, who who knew we could go Cowboy Junkies, Dwight Yoakam, and then go Bubba Sparks and, uh, you know, the Venga Boys. It's a diverse for all the links to all that music. All you have to do is become a subscriber, and those are some of our most clicked links Ladies and gentlemen, each and every day, people like to click that stuff and uh, play all the music uh, that we play right here on the Rock of Talk. Don't forget Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting until Monday night, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and then apping directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. But Dowdy got lots of compliments. People loved your insight. Uh, when it comes to the University of New Mexico uh, cheerleading squad. Well, and I was going to say, for the record, that last segment, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not a sports guy. I generally don't go to sporting events. Uh, the sporting events I've been to, I have never said anything inappropriate to a cheerleader or attempted to say or do anything inappropriate to a cheerleader. And I certainly don't uh, recommend that anyone do, do that. Uh, leave those girls alone. But girls, let, let's let's be realistic about what's really going on here, okay? Yeah. I'm not a proud moment, and especially as I top it off by uh, – Playing Bubba Sparks, uh, Miss New Booty. Uh, yeah, that, that that didn't exactly go the way that they had hoped in the University of New Mexico Lobo Press. There we are. We're just sexuals, the sexuals. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into it, shall we? Uh, a well-prepared but abbreviated thing on jobs. Well, here's what's happening, okay? I'm going to take this time. Dowd, feel free to jump in everywhere and anywhere. Just start cutting me off because we've got a lot to get through. The Nebraska Department of Labor reports a state unemployment rate, folks of 1.7% in December. It retained its spot as a state with the lowest rate of unemployment in the nation. And what's worse, what's best ever. Ever. <laughs> there has never been a 1.7% unemployment rate. <laughs> in America, ever. <laughs> ever, best ever. Best since data collection has began. That's correct. And, and it's just not like that there. It's like this anywhere, Indiana where it's completely, totally cold, 2.7%. It is its lowest level in 46 years, actually, ever. The national jobless rate, 3.9%, down from 4.2 in November. We are more than 50% above that. Indiana's labor force, this is where I want you to start paying attention, 3.31 million. Labor participation rate, 62.4%, okay? Listen to those numbers, okay? 
62.4%. So what's the labor participation rate, okay? This is the, 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 the shrinking, the growing, the number of people as a percentage of the total that are participating as workers, okay? People who are looking to be employed, period. The total labor force participation rates fell for most Americans during the pandemic. We were at 67% nationally back in 2000, 2001. And then we went all the way down to 63%. And then COVID hit and we went sub 60. We're like 59 and change, 60.1. That's right. Back to one point uh, where it kind of balanced out 61.5%. So how is labor force participation related to unemployment? What does it mean for the nation's economic recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic? It measures how many Americans are working or actively seeking work. It's the sum of employed population and the unemployed population, where unemployed means a person is out of work but has looked for work in the past month. Meanwhile, anyone who's not employed and has not looked for work in the past month is not to be counted. Yeah, very familiar with that here in New Mexico. Labor force participation rate increased steadily during the last three decades before peaking in February of 2000. The participation rate was 63.4% in February. Then the pandemic hit. Americans faced new health concerns, went all the way down to 60.2%. The last time the participation rate was that low was 1973 before they started keeping all the tabs on this. Um, Dowd, uh, talk a little bit more about which places have the best, which states have the very best and the highest percentage of the labor force participating? Well, you know, we, as you say, Eddie, we have talked about this a number of times. I mean, we're, we're really about as bad as it gets here in New Mexico. Working, participating in the labor force, which means you either have a job or you're looking for a job, uh, is second, uh, or actually this, by this study, we're, we're, we're usually second or second worst or third worst, uh, 54.5%. The only states were worse in this analysis, West Virginia and Mississippi. That means that compared to states where lots more people work, like say Nebraska, 71%, as opposed to only 54.5%, it, it's kind of a double curse because if you have a state like Nebraska where a much bigger section of the population is interested in working, presumably there should be some friction there in the job market. Employment should be, unemployment should be a little higher as people try to find work. Nebraska has high workforce participation as well as record low unemployment. As I said a couple of weeks ago, they're giving jobs to toddlers in Nebraska. Meanwhile, we continue to be mired here in New Mexico, very poor labor participation. And again, we're down, I think, more than 20,000 jobs overall than we were when the coronavirus right. nonsense we're gonna get to started. That. That's, that's the key takeaway from all this. We want you to understand that this is the thing that our gubernatorial candidates and anybody who's running against Michelle Lujan Grisham or even a state local seat needs to pay attention to. Remember, New Mexico is 16.5% lower labor participation rate than Nebraska. On top of that, our, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, our unemployment rate is 430% higher than Nebraska. <laughs> yes. Okay, so there's something that I did here in all of this that you know, they're bragging, right? The KRQE, KOAT, KOB, they're all, oh, yeah, the Department of Workforce says the unemployment rate fails. She's providing jobs. Look at what Michelle Lujan Grisham's doing. It's down from 6.2% and a full 3% from the previous year. Look, oh, look, New Mexico, that's 48% higher than the national rate. Yes, we are. 
Utah 1.9, Oklahoma 2.3, Arizona 4.1. Then you have Nebraska at 1.7. You know what we're talking about? Movies. Movies. We made the city's uh, best places to live and work. Fourth year in a row. Movie makers. Never heard of it. Albuquerque's number one again. Santa Fe's number three. We've only fell out of the top just one time. These are seasonal, regional, and we pay for these jobs. Heavily subsidized. Santa Fe's at number three. We talked about the film activity, infrastructure, the population and geographical size, state and local film incentive programs, and ease of, boy, everyone must be moving. We're, we're, we're a lot of people. Well, what's, what's, what's happening in Los Angeles? People are escaping from LA. People are escaping from blue states, right? Policies. They love that woke liberal policies. It's going crazy there. Well, this is the place that to inhabit. Nothing, nothing could be uh, more woke than here. In fact, here's a white man. Here's a white man who's backed over 200 films, including Hancock, Mamma Mia, The Social Network, Limitless. He told the publication that the main reason why he's looking to leave L.A. is due to the city's rising crime, homelessness, and California's anti-business policies. Doesn't look like he's coming to New Mexico. I grew up here. I grew up in Brentwood. I was allowed to be on the streets. I would never let my kids walk alone in Brentwood. How many times do you have to be and go through all this stuff? But it's more than that. Listen to this. There's actual quotas, folks. Quotas in the, in the film industry now that are being placed. That's saying, well, you have to be X amount of black, X amount of Asian, X amount. They've got quotas forcing these people out. So Santa Fe, Albuquerque must be all good, right? One guy who's uh, Roshi Jeffrey, a black writer, said, I don't care if white people are uncomfortable because black people are uncomfortable all the effing time. I can't tell you how many times I had to bite my tongue so as not to offend a white sensibility. What are the white guys saying? Howard Koch says, well... He's been involved in things like Chinatown, Marathon Man, movies you've actually heard about, unlike the other guy, right? Everyone's gone so underground with their true feelings about things. The White Lotus, by the way, the director uh, behind the uh, hit, The White Lotus, I haven't seen that yet, Doug. It's pretty good. If you voice things in a certain way, it can really have a negative repercussion for you, and people can presume that you could be racist or you could be seen as misogynist, even worse. There it is. Here's Coke. I'm all for LGBT and Native Americans, blacks, females, whatever minorities that have not been served correctly in the making of content, whether it's for television or movies or whatever, but I think it's gone too far. I know a lot of very talented people that can't get work because they're not black, Native American, female, or LGBTQ. I wonder they like Albuquerque. Yeah. Feel right at home here. Yeah. The woke area of Los Alamos having casting calls. White men need not apply, by the way. They're looking for northern New Mexico locals, veterans, scientists. Oh. Got to be minority. All roles paid. Interested parties are encouraged to file their stuff online. Well, here's here's where this whole thing breaks down. These are the jobs that Michelle Lujan Grisham and everybody is bragging about, right? The film industry, the growth. This is where it gets very, very telling. In Florida, this this is insane. They had a labor participation rate of 10.043 million. They went to 10.66 million. That's a growth of nearly 600, more than 600,000. Okay. They reduced the number of people who were unemployed from 515,000 to 466,000. That means they grew the population by about, or grew the number of jobs by 650,000 jobs. Colorado, they went from 3.176 to 3.208. And they reduced the number of people who were unemployed. From 219,000 to 154,000. That's a net gain roughly of about 80,000 jobs that were created there. 
Nebraska, they didn't grow very much, a couple thousand in the labor participation, but they reduced the number of people who were unemployed from 34,500 to 17,100. That's a growth of nearly 19,000 jobs. All right, so let's bring it back home to New Mexico. Here's some home cooking. We'll give Dow the uh, the last shot at this one on his way out. New Mexico, <laughs> right? 960,000 jobs at the end of t- December 2020 went down to 952,000 people who are looking for work. During the same time, we went from 82,000 people unemployed to 55,640. What do you know about that? Well, I'll tell you. Those are people who didn't find opportunity, no job growth, and who picked up and left. Where'd they go? Texas, Colorado, Arizona. And all you have to do is put a side-by-side comparison of all these numbers. Last uh, 45 seconds for you, Doubt. Yeah, uh, what, what, what can I say, Eddie? Uh, as, I, as I step away, ladies and gentlemen, our top five for today, rockatalk.chat. Uh, go and subscribe right now. Number one, Blue Pill Fentanyl is coming to, you guessed it, Española. Uh, number two, uh, UNM is saying that we had our highest voter turnout in recent history in New Mexico in 2020. Ooh. I wonder how that, how and why that happened. Uh, interesting, number three, the Tucker Carlson versus Sean Hannity fight about uh, foreign policy. Which side is going to win among Republicans? Ooh. Something absolutely wa- watch. And I'll just do the, I'll do the top three, Eddie. Good story. Police rescued, state cops rescued a stranded, stranded injured hiker in the Ladrones Mountains near Ladron Peak. Uh, so I'm trying to put some of those more happier stories out for people to read. Thank you, Dow. See you tomorrow, bright and early 4 p.m. There he is, the Dow 3000, uh, jumping out of the Kiva on time. And uh, you've got all the information that you need directly at rockoftalk.chat. All right, so let's go back to these numbers, okay? Because I want to talk about these a little bit more in depth. You need to understand what's happening. This is not job growth. When they talk about a reduction in unemployment, you have less people looking for work. And not because... They're still here looking for work or they found a job. They picked up and they've left the state. Oklahoma, same number of people who are looking for, who are in the labor pool, 1.861 million to 1.861 million from December 20 to December 2021. But the number of people who are unemployed at the end of December 2020, 83,938, all the way down to 42,000 one year later, 750. That is a growth of 41,000 jobs, folks. We don't have that type of growth here. Again, you go back to New Mexico. We lost 8,000 people in the labor pool who picked up and left. On top of that, you've got looks like what looks to be about 30,000 people who are no longer who are no longer unemployed because they picked up and found work someplace else because they didn't find jobs here. That's there in the numbers. Tennessee went from 3.313 to 3.317. The number of people unemployed went from 186,000 to 127,000. That is serious job growth, 59,000. From a 5.6 unemployment rate to 3.8%, and that's real job growth. Texas went from 14.13 million to 14.29 million. They had 971,000 people unemployed at 6.9% at the end of 2020. At the end of 2021, They literally have more than 250,000 people who have found a job. In addition to the additional, looks to be 170,000, that's nearly 500,000 jobs that were created in Texas that they absorbed. Texas is growing by leaps and bounds. West Virginia, as I pointed out, or Dowd pointed out earlier, 
796,000, they went down to 789,000. What's the other thing that we find out about them? 53,000 to 28,000 in terms of their unemployed. The only other state that's very similar to New Mexico. Everybody else is growing their labor pool. Wisconsin from 3.053 to 3.108. Utah from 1.626 million to 1.685. And they reduce the number of people who are unemployed. Jobs, you can find them. They're everywhere. North Carolina went from 5.404 million to 5.057 million. And they reduced the number of people who were unemployed by 120,000. In addition to the 17,000, it gives you a net 137,000 jobs that were created in North Carolina in over a year. You can't tell me you can't pick up New Mexico and leave today and go find some place to work in one of these states tomorrow. It's all right there. And what are we talking about? We're talking about unionizing, increasing the minimum wage. You don't have to increase the minimum wage in a state like New Mexico or, or in a state like North Carolina, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, because people are keeping competitive for those. They're, they're, they're competing for those, excuse me. They're competing for those jobs. And the businesses that are staying open, not being shuttered, not having to you know, adhere to the, these edicts, are competing for that labor because they want to stay open. And yes, the inflationary pressures are built into all of that. As you pay more for labor, they're going to charge a little bit more. But everyone's making a heck of a lot more money too. Not in real terms because it's inflation but they are making a lot more money. The Economist itself predicted that 2022 will be the year of the worker. The leftist publication is something that probably uh, rings music to the ears of Democrats throughout New Mexico. The annual Bureau of Labor Statistics report on union membership released last week shows that unions lost a quarter of a million members in 2021. Huh? How could that be? Why is that? Because people don't have to unionize when they can negotiate themselves, when they're looking for their own jobs and can find two, three, four, five, six job offers wherever they move to any of those red states, not the case here. Hard to find a job and a business that's going to stay open because you got to find other people who are going to want to work as well. The reasons why they're losing so much is workers don't need to unionize anymore. They're getting all that and then some. Unions lost half of all National Labor Relations Board supervised elections in 2021 because the individual right now is king. He can pick and choose what jobs he wants. We run the Indeed ads on the radio station all the time. Why? Because you push your resume out and you're going to get four or five offers. Not in New Mexico, not in a blue state, not in California, not in New York, not in Illinois, not in a blue state. About half as many major strikes in 2021 as there were in 2018. Why? Because striking doesn't work. People can break the picket line. They can run out themselves and get their own job. Here in New Mexico, it's like, oh, we got to negotiate. Starbucks can't even unionize any longer. They can't organize throughout all their locations at this point because there's no need to. If they were to organize and unionize, what for? Starbucks is paying their employees premium because they know they have to compete throughout 9,000 stores across the United States. And what do we have here? The same old, same old politics. Because you're taking it, you're deciding that this is okay. At the University of New Mexico campus, one Melanie Stansberry is supporting a union of University of New Mexico graduate student workers in this demand that the university initiate collective bargaining talks with the organization. I'm proud to stand in solidarity with UNM graduate workers in their work to build a stronger, brighter future for the entire UNM community. 
What you should be doing is telling them to empower themselves to go out and find their own jobs wherever they want to work and not have to be dealing with the only opportunity that they think is available for them. How do I know? I actually worked at the University of New Mexico campus as a gym attendant. I took what I got. I liked it. I worked with my schedule. It was good for me. I was happy. Made $192 every single week. I loved the job. Got to do my homework while I was there. I got everything I needed to get done. These graduate workers are filing for union recognition with the State Public Employee Labor's Relations Board. Do you think that's happening anywhere else across the country? It is not. And particularly in a red state. In any right-to-work state, do you think they're going to be doing this stuff? No way. Because those workers, those employees realize that they have all the bargaining power. They don't need contracts. They can pick up and leave. It's at will. But it's so good. The money they're making is so good. The opportunity is so there. And the flexibility because, hey, if it's not there and they don't bring them in to work for them, they're going to go work someplace else. And those businesses don't need to be told that they need to pay minimum wage to stay open. They stay open because they know they need to go ahead and bring that employee in and continue to grow their business. That's happening everywhere else, but it's not happening in the state of New Mexico. Again, for all the notes on this, go directly to rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. I put that out there uh, for Dowd. You're going to get all the drill down on all those numbers. So you can literally see that it's a net loss of people who are participating in the labor uh, force here in the state of New Mexico. We've been reduced by about 8,500. Year over year before that, remember, we were significantly higher. That was a nearly a year into the pandemic. And look where we are. Even less than that. With no job opportunities and pick, people picking up and leaving and moving to other states. You want to fix that? You've got to get new leadership. You've got to get better information. You've got to have a sense of what's really, truly happening here. And that's why you all tune into the Kiva each and every single day. Thanks, everybody, for listening right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA abq.fm rockoftalk.com and uh we're going to take you out to one of my favorite songs um i like it a lot it's a little bit uh, downtrodden but you'll hear the kind of the first verse uh, coming out this is radiohead's fake plastic trees uh right here in the kiva for all the links to all the music that we play again you got to be a subscriber directly at www.rockoftalk.chat